2: listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
3: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of We Got Next. I am Mike Heck, a little under the weather, but uh, we're battling through. So thanks for having us on wherever you find your favorite podcasts on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. And man, we have quite the show this week. Again, four interviews on the program. We got a nice mix of personalities and characters. We got some up-and-comers, which is what the show is all about. We got some wily veterans who actually fit the mold of We Got Next pretty well. And you'll see why when we run down the lineup, it's really... Interesting and fascinating conversations this week. They they really are. I actually wasn't even sure how to put these chats in order, but we'll go ahead and, and do it now. But before we run down the lineup, cheap plug for the programming. We got the all new MMA fighting ranking show. Yes, it is that time once again. The February edition of the ranking show. It is the great Shaheen Al Shadi, A.K. Lee. They are joined by Jed Mishu. And Damon Martin to answer your questions And it is a great listen It is fantastic stuff So check that out BTL, back on Thursday, live show 3pm Eastern, New York Rick Versus Jose Youngs Very excited for that And then we do have a UFC event coming up this weekend So normal UFC event programming Pre-fight show on Friday, post-fight show On Saturday night On to the next one on Sunday, etc So lots of stuff to look forward to, uh, and of course the MA Hour and all the other programs we have too, Fighter versus Writer, I mean just so many shows. Gee Show, the Brazilian podcast which is phenomenal, getting rave reviews, and just so much programming. So if you haven't done so, I just tapped the mic by accident, make sure you subscribe to the MA Fighting podcast feed, wherever you find your favorite podcast. leave a 5 star review, all that fun stuff. So let's run down the lineup, and we'll get to our first chat. We're going to wrap things up with Trayshon Gore, who makes his UFC debut against Brian Battle this Saturday at UFC Vegas 47. Of course, if you are AK Lee or other folks who are very big fans of The Ultimate Fighter, you know who Treshawn Gore is. He did very well on The Ultimate Fighter. He was supposed to fight Brian Battle in the finale. It's not really the finale anymore, but in the middleweight final fight for the Ultimate Fighter. But we found out just days before that Treshawn had an injured knee. Brian Battle went on to fight Gilbert Urbina, won the show, and now they're going to do the damn thing on Saturday. And what a road it has been for Treshawn Gore. It is pretty remarkable, his story. We spoke for 40 minutes, and I could have chatted with him for another hour with all the leftover questions I had in the follow ups, but just really good stuff. So you'll hear that later on to wrap things up. Sullivan Collie put a damper on the Big Tuna show. The Big Tuna Parade has come to a, 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 a slowdown, if you will. The matchmaking was a little silly at Bellator 273. It was pretty silly, if we're being honest, but Sully took advantage of a good opportunity, runs through Ben Parrish, got a first round finish via TKO, and Perhaps he gets his wish, ends up on the Bellator Paris card with his protege, Ryan Bader. That's what he wants. We'll speak with Sullivan Colley later on to talk about the win, what he wants next, and hoping for a very active year. And speaking of that Paris card and Ryan Bader, Bader will defend his heavyweight title that he successfully defended against Valentin Moldovsky on Saturday. His next fight is already booked against fellow UFC veteran Czech Congo. And Czech will join us. And good Lord, was this man on fire? Absolutely on fire. The ageless Czech Congo, 46 years old, will turn 47 a little over a week after he fights Ryan Bader for the second time for the title. And you saw me on Twitter. I said, The Fedor rematch with Bader is right there, Bellator. What are you doing? But I will tell you this Czech Congo sold me on this fight 100%. I wanted the Fedor fight. Now I am fine with this fight. After this conversation, I think I asked him four questions, and he just went bananas, and I loved every second of it. You'll hear that conversation in around 25 minutes, but first, we will check in with the fellow New Englander. He's got a big fight coming up. His first fight in over two years. It's going down in April. Kicking us off this week, Joe Lozon, and that's coming up next here on We Got Next. Thanks for checking out the show this week, everybody.
2: Atlassian.
3: All right, let us say hello to Joe Lozon. As we confirmed on Friday night, he is set to face Donald Cerrone on April 30th. What a terrific piece of matchmaking! And always great to catch up once again with Joe Lozon for a little New England on New England chat. Joe, how are you, sir?
4: Good, I'm good. I'm ready. I'm excited.
3: Good. Uh, first off, how is the wintry weather? Uh, a blizzard in Massachusetts, first it's one miserable. in quite some time. <laughs> how yeah. rough did it get in your neck of the woods?
4: It's been pretty miserable. Um, so, usually when we get uh, like any kind of blizzard or winter storm, usually it's like thick, like heavy, wet snow, right? And that's like what we're, we're pretty much accustomed to, right? And that's way worse for like telephone poles coming down and wires and things like that. Um, but when you plow it, it kind of stays there. This was like a completely different storm. I don't, I think like my entire life, I don't I remember a storm like this where it's like very light and fluffy. So a plow would come by, would plow the road. And then within literally 10 or 15 minutes, the, all the wind is just blown. It. It's all kind of normalized it. And you can't even tell the plow has been by at all. Um, one end of my driveway was like four feet, five feet of snow. The other end of my driveway is like three inches of snow. It was just like bananas. Like how, how different this snowstorm was in any other storm we've dealt with. A little weird.
3: So when you're, like in your 50s and 60s and you're a grandfather, this will be your blizzard of 78.
4: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I think <laughs> so. I, I think that the blizzard of 78 problem was the fact that it got they got a lot of snow, but then I think it got a deep freeze right after the, the temperatures plunged. So uh a little bit, little bit similar, but yeah, this will be our blizzard of 78 for sure.
3: Outside of the snowstorms and blizzards, this is very exciting stuff, Joe, in regards to your fighting career. So I guess the first question I have is how did this come together? Because you and I were both in Boston in October of 2019. You were in there for a much more important reason than I was, but you weren't sure what your fighting future was going to look like after the submission went over Jonathan Pierce. And then Dana White said you made some sort of deal to retire after that fight. It seemed like there was some miscommunication there, but because you've been saying since then, like, if the right fight comes along, then I'll fight as, as long as the UFC wants me to fight. It seems as if everything has come together here. How did this all happen?
4: Um, you know, so you said, I've had the same stance from the very beginning, right? Like I said, before the fight, uh, before the last fight, if the fight went well, I would be done because that would have been two really bad fights in a row. I'd be done, you know, but if the fight went well, then I think that leaves the door open. And then Dana said in the post-fight, like, oh, Lozon, you know, Lozon's done. That was his last one. And like, that was not the arrangement, right? That wasn't, I even (laughs) sent him text messages after I sent him screenshots because I was, I was, I mostly talked to him through text. Uh, I sent him screenshots of saying, if this was my last, you know, if, if this one does not go well. so. I've been in the same boat the entire time. Um, obviously, you know, shortly after that fight was when all the the COVID stuff ramped up and I had no business, you know, I had no interest whatsoever in trying to train for a fight that was may or may not happen. Right. It's like, if we're going to fight again, we're going to fight under the right circumstances. I wasn't going to go and fight, you know, when, when everything was so crazy and bananas and everything else, um, things are still a little bit crazy, but it's, it's much more manageable. It's much better now. So, um, this entire time I've been training. I've been, I've been doing all the things I'm supposed to do. Like I've been, I've been doing jujitsu, I've been hitting mitts. Um, I really wasn't sparring a whole lot. Cause I just like, I, I just don't enjoy sparring. Like, I, I don't think there's a, a reason to get hit in the head. If you don't have to get hit in the head. Um, so, but I've been, but I've been doing everything. I've been grappling, I've been wrestling, I've been lifting. I've been doing all that stuff. So, um, this entire time I've been, I've been training still, you know, and I've, and I've kept an open mind about like, okay, if the right fight comes up, you know, um, like this time last year, Sean Shelby texted me and it was asking, you know, what I was thinking. And I'm like, I'm still, I'm still not ready to fight right now. Like, it's still, it's still really crazy. Um, you know, maybe like, you know, July, August, something like that. I'd, I'd be down, you know, let's, let's talk then. And I didn't hear anything for a long time. And then back in like maybe October, November, uh, I just texted, hey, Sean, look, I'm still interested in fighting. Like, I'm, I'm I'm, still interested in fighting. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not pushing for it, but if you have the right fight for me, I would definitely do it. Um. So then like two weeks ago now um he came to me and you know wanted to know hey what do you think about fighting cowboy soroni on march 5th and i'm like so i like i like i like the opponent like I, I think cowboy and i have an awesome fight you know we're both similar in age we're both similar in experience um you know a little bit different skill set but um but I, I think it's i think the fight's a fight that makes sense you know for a long time we were kind of neck and neck on the leaderboard for for bonuses and things like that like i think i think that's the kind of fight that makes sense i said like I, I would fight Cowboy, but March 5th is too soon. Like if I'm gonna do this again, I'm not gonna do this on like five weeks notice. Like I wanna I wanna have a legit thing. I'm like you know, but don't take this as me not wanting to fight. I definitely I do want to fight. Um, you know I'm I'm open to fighting, but um not on five weeks notice. And he's like, well Cowboy really wants to fight March 5th. I'm like, okay, well then I'm not your guy then. That that's totally fine. You know, like, but keep me in mind. I definitely don't take this as me not wanting to fight. I, I do want to fight. Keep me in mind. And then a couple of days later he comes back and says, okay, how about April 30th? And I'm like much better. Let's, let's do that. That, that, that is perfect. Um, you know, so and I, I said that, you know, I have to, if I was going to fight again, I had to like all three things. I had to like the location. I had to like the opponent. I had to like the date, right? If we didn't have all three, we weren't going to do it. Right. So we still don't know the location. That's what everyone keeps asking. Oh, where's it going to be? Where's it going to be? Like my phone is blowing up. Nonstop. Do you know where the fight's going to be? I don't know. Uh, I don't, the UFC doesn't know. At least they didn't know when I talked to them last. Um, so, but it, it'll be somewhere in the United States, which is all I really cared about. Um, so we're good. We'll see how it goes.
3: You obviously sent the the text to Sean in October, November. and you, you like you said you you've been you've been thinking about getting back in there. Like you weren't yep. closing the door if the right thing nope. came along. Had you been getting any kind of itch though, like like just like all right, yes. I'm ready. Like I want to fight. What, what has that been yes. like over these last maybe the last nine ten months for you?
4: So, you know, I, I have like you know all the best guys in New England come to my gym and train on Saturdays, right? So I get to train all these guys. Um, I, I have, you know, all the guys at my gym are doing great. Like they're getting ready for fights. Like I'm training with them more consistently, but, but I get to train with a whole lot of guys on Saturday. Right. And, and I really, really enjoy the training. Like I really enjoy, like I do well, everything goes good. Um, it's, it's good, you know? So, and I don't, I don't feel old. I don't feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I I don't feel like I'm, I'm old in in years, you know, but I, I understand I've had a lot of experience. I've had a lot of wear and tear and things like that. Like a lot of injuries and things like that. So like, I need to be mindful of that and not train like I'm 22 years old. Um, but I don't feel inadequate. I don't feel slow. I don't feel like oh, these young kids are too much to me. It's Like, that's not the case. I, I do great against them. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I have the itch. I think I'm always going to have the itch. I think even when it's definitely time for me to stop, I think I'm still going to want to f- fight. Um, but I'll listen to my coaches, you know, before the last fight, my coaches were like very adamant that I had to make a whole bunch of changes. And we made all those changes, uh, for me to fight. And so I did that. And then my boxing coach, Steve Mays was like, you know what? I didn't think this fight was going to go well. But I think he's like, not often, but occasionally, you know, once or twice in my lifetime, I've been wrong. He's like, I think I was wrong. I think it was a little bit, a little bit quick to say you shouldn't fight. So, um, so we're going to give it, we'll give it another shot. We'll see how this goes, you know, um, you know, and again, I'm in the same exact position that I was for my last fight. Is this going to be the last fight? Who knows? I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not going to go and say, oh, this cowboy and I, this is going to be my last fight. That I'm all done. Like, I, I I don't think that's the case. I'm just going to, we take it fight by fight. We'll see how it goes, you know.
3: What did Steve and the rest of your coaches say when they found out it was Cowboy?
4: Um, so everyone was kind of <laughs> hit or miss. So one of my coaches was like, "Oh, this is the worst opponent. Why? Would, no, we definitely don't want to fight that guy." And then we kind of talk about it a little bit, and like we kind of like it a little bit better. You know, like I think that Cowboy and I are kind of you know different, right? Cowboy's a, a slower starter. I'm a faster starter. Um, Cowboy has definitely has like more polished stand up. I have way less polished stand up, but you know, awkwardly effective. Um, you know, so like, it's definitely, it's definitely different. You know, we're both similar in age, similar in experience, similar in wear and tear. Um, you know, I think in the last, since I had my, so my, I've had two fights in like four and a half, five years, something like that. Right. So Cowboys had a bunch, you know, but he's, he's taken a lot of wear and tear in the last five years, you know, maybe we didn't want to fight Cowboy five years ago, but you know, but now I think is, is, is a, is a better matchup for us.
3: Is there anything that you've missed about fighting more at more frequently? You know what I mean? Like being, cause you're so busy. You got, you got the gym, you're at Lowe's on MMA, you're coaching, you're yep. being the husband, the dad, the family, man, you're still training and the legendary sparring sessions on Saturday at your gym. You're just a very busy guy without having fights to prepare for. Is there anything you miss about being the active fight two, three times a year, kind of, kind of UFC fighter?
4: Um, Yes and no. I mean, it's nice to always have like this goal ahead of you. You're like, oh, we're going to get ready for this or we're going to, we're going to test ourselves against this person and we're going to see how it goes. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Like, it's just, that's the way it goes. Um, you know, I've, I've really, honestly, I've really enjoyed the last like two years, even though it was like pandemic and COVID and stuff like that. Like I've spent so much time with my kids. Like that's been awesome. Like I've spent so much time on my gym. My gym is doing way better than ever had before. Um, you know, like, so Uh, I like, like, so I'm just cool for computer science. Like I like, like having systems in place and making things follow a certain order and all that kind of stuff. So like, I like that order, you know, of things. And I've been able to put a lot of time in on my gym and kind of get things kind of the way I wanted them to operate and run and things like that. So that part's been really, really awesome. Um, the gym's doing great. I'm not fighting because I need money. Like, that's not what the thing is. Like, you know, a lot, I think some of the fighters, like they, they semi-retire and then they come back because they need money. And that's not the case here. Um, so, but I just like, I didn't know even when they they you know we got offered cowboy and i kept asking my coaches i'm like do you think i should fight or should i not fight so like it's not even a case of oh do we fight cowboy or not it's like okay do you think that me fighting is a mistake right my last fight went so well i fought in boston uh it was like a flawless fight fought jonathan pierce who's really good and i made him look really really bad you know and everyone's like oh you know like um you know he but he's done great he's done great since that fight you know he he was not a scrub he was very good um i just made him look bad so it's like you know like are we gonna like do we really want to try and catch fire a second time like do we want to just you know do we want to do this again and everyone thought that like i definitely um that this this fight makes sense and you know and you know if, if i want to do it that we should do it you know and i was kind of unsure um until we agreed we were gonna do it. And now I'm like, like laser focused. You know, like there are guys that like I was having, you know, I don't have trouble with, but I have like competitive roles, but I kind of let them work a little bit. I started catching guys more, you know, more quickly. I kind of went from like that kind of coach role to like more of like, I'm gonna smash everyone, right? So like, um, same thing with like stringation workouts, like stringation sucks. Right? When you have a goal, it sucks getting on that bike. It sucks hitting that treadmill, all that stuff. Like, um, but as soon as you have an opponent, as soon as you have a fight, it's like, it still sucks. But it sucks a lot less because you're doing it for a reason i'm not just riding the bike because for the hell of it because like oh maybe i'm gonna do something like okay now it's like okay i'm riding the bike because i'm fighting cowboys so it's it's a little bit more bearable
3: what has been cool about all of this is it's not often unless it's like a big title fight or something that a fight gets unanimously praised and i feel like yep. this one has it just seems perfect across the board. Like, have you noticed that as well? Like all positivity for this
4: matchmaking? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I think everyone's exciting. You know, like I have like people from my gym, like I'm so torn. Cowboys, my favorite fighter. Like, I, like, <laughs> I think that's the way it goes. Pick a side, pick a side. Remember who's going to choke you though next week. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I, I think, I think the fight makes sense. I think the fight makes perfect sense. You know, um, you know, will it end up being the last fight for cowboy and I maybe, you know, it, it could be, you know, um but I'm not gonna I'm not oh this is my last fight I'm all done like I'm, I'm I'm the same boat I am now as I was you know two years ago when I fought like we'll, we'll we'll see what happens and we'll we'll take it as it goes um if it's the last fight it's the last fight if it's not it's not it, it doesn't matter like it's I like I didn't know how much I was gonna miss it until I wasn't doing it for a little bit and then you now as soon as we we were told oh like you're you know you have a matchup and all this other stuff it's like get all those butterflies and like yes let's do this again like uh so I'm excited for it
3: how does um your wife and the kids how do they feel about this
4: wife is always super supportive anything i want to do she, she's on board you know she obviously doesn't want me to go and get you know be a bloody mess and get kicked in the face and knocked out and all this of stuff but um but she's super supportive she's a she's a superstar like she, katie is like she could she offer a course to all the other ufc you know wives and girlfriends on how to how to act and be good in camp and stuff like that she's a superstar she's awesome and my kids yeah. just they don't really understand like they do but they don't you know uh, my son joey's eight uh he kind of gets it but um but he's just like i'm like hey joey so i'm gonna fight he's like cool good luck <laughs> does it does it doesn't really understand uh maybe we'll bring him the fight maybe we won't i don't even know we'll have to see where it is
3: my first reaction to this fight besides oh my god this is freaking awesome is it's shocking that it hasn't happened yet like with the lot, yeah. the longevity of both of your careers, it's amazing that this fight has not happened or it even was even like targeted according to like reports or anything. Had you ever been approached about fighting Donald?
4: No, no, nope. never. You know, so there, there's like, I fought pretty much all the lightweights. You know, I I never fought Frankie, but like all of your your marquee guys, you know, your guys have been around for a long time. Like I fought most of them, right? So, um, you know, but no, like it never, it just never presented itself. You know, like, and it was surprising because like, We were both, you know, for so long, we were kind of both chasing the, you know, the bonuses and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, kind of battling back and forth a little bit. Uh, But no, it just it never came up.
3: What other names would have gotten you to say yes? Because everything had a lineup, right? Location, such and such. And that the opponent had to ring true. And Donald, obviously, that seemed like a name. Any other names like stood out to you or did you need to see it with your own eyes before you could make that determination? I, I
4: had to see it. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking about Cowboy. Honestly, like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a fight that makes perfect sense at this point, but it wasn't even a fight I was thinking of, you know, like if you, if I could look at the the little Excel sheet Sean Shelby has and look at like his roster like, Oh, that would be a good fight. That would be a good fight. That'd be a good fight. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some on the roster, you know? Um, uh, but I don't know. I have no idea.
3: So Obviously, we've seen what what Donald's last couple of years have been like; haven't been great. Do you, I mean, it's hard to put yourself in in his shoes, but do you feel like he's having sort of the the same thought process to his fighting career, where it's like I'm not in any rush to fight, but like you give me something that gets me excited, I'll fight. You know what I mean? And we haven't seen him in a little while. I feel like he's kind of in the same kind of mindset you're in. Do you? I don't know if you agree with that or not, or if you can even put yourself someone in his shoes.
4: I think I think Cowboy's a little more of an like an adrenaline junkie. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I'm completely fine sitting on my, on my, my chair playing Xbox and going to the gym and teaching classes and hanging out with my kids, watching, you know, Encanto and all these other movies like bubble guppies at six in the morning every day. Um, <laughs> you're like I am, I am completely content doing that. Right. Uh, I think Cowboy's a little bit more like adventurous, more of, you know, he's a cowboy, you know, he's, he's a little more go, go, go. Um, so, you know, he's fought, like he has had a, a rough last couple of years, right. But he's fought killer after killer after killer. He's fought really, really good guys at 170 at 55 like he's fought some killers um so it's not a case of like oh it's an easy fighter cowboys you know he's all washed out. It's, it's nothing like that i just think that you know he's he's fought some really really hard guys and i think that for all fighters i think that wear and tear just kind of accumulates you know like I, I just think that you know he probably doesn't take shots as well as he used to um i think any 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 fighter as you go as you go on like no one's chin gets better from getting hit right it, it doesn't like it, it it's it's it diminishes so um you know so i think that helps me out a little bit um you know he's got but he's got great jujitsu. It's not, it's not a case like oh take him down and it's easy no he's he's too people off his back he's got great jujitsu. he's got good wrestling um he's fought everybody there's not much I'm gonna bring that he hasn't seen so um but I'm I'm excited for the opportunity like I think it's it's one of those things where it's like every time you know until it, the fight happens you don't know how it's gonna go you know what I mean is it gonna is it going to go out there? Is it, is he go out there and, and punch me in the head and knock me out like Clay Guida did? Or am I going to go out there and take him down and beat him up on the ground like like I did against Pierce? And Pierce, like it's just, uh, we never know what's going to happen, you know? But uh, but Cabo and I both have very, very exciting fights. Um, it won't go to a decision. I'm sure it won't go to a decision. I'm sure it'll be, you know, either I, I catch him early or he catches me late. So um, I just think it's it's an entertaining fight no matter how it goes down. But I, think that's, I think that's pretty cool.
3: A lot has kind of changed in the UFC since you last fought and it's, it's coming a lot more to the forefront this year. There's been a lot of talk about fighter pay and everything. And France and had a lot of things looming ahead of his title fight with Cyril gone. Now we're seeing freaking Jake Paul of all people trying to call attention to fighter pay and doing rap disses and, and all this crazy stuff that these youngsters try to do. What have you made of, of these conversations as of late? Cause y- y- it's everywhere now
4: um you know so it's it's always hard i'm always looked at as like i think anti-fighter and like pro ufc right because i think the ufc does a very good job i've never had a bad interaction with the ufc ever in regards to anything right like i've always i've always had you know tons of respect for them they've always been super respectful of me everything's always been great um does everyone want to get paid more for their job a thousand percent right you know but i think that like someone could be a very good fighter but if you're on like an undercard even though you have a very good skill set you're a very good fighter right like you're worth what you can demand right and if you're a good fighter it doesn't matter if you have a great skill set and you can beat all these other guys right you cannot demand this money when there's other people that will do that job for the same amount right so it's like it's kind of like like how many people are gonna tune in because you know how many people are buying you know espn fight pass or or espn plus or fight pass because so and so is fighting on an undercard fight right not many right so like they probably a couple friends are gonna fight in they're gonna tune in but there's not a whole lot of demand there because it, it takes time to build a name, you know? So, um, so I, I always want the fighters to make more money, but at the same time, you got to kind of keep in mind, okay. It's like the, the, the draw is generally the UFC brand, right? You know, there's been a lot of other fighters that have gone elsewhere and, you know, sometimes they say that they're making better money. Sometimes they they say it's not been as good or hasn't been as polished and this and that, like there's, there's always gonna be pros and cons, right? But for me, it's like, I've always had a great relationship with the UFC. They've always treated me like, you know, super. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about them. You know, I think that I can totally understand how, like, the UFC can be a little bit um, iron fisted, you know, with when it comes to, like, uh, negotiations and stuff like that. But, like, that's their job. You know, like, the fighter's going to do the same thing. He's going to, you know, he's going to have a a heavy hand on things, too. So it's like both sides are going to, you know, negotiate and fight to the best of their ability uh, in the ring and in contract negotiations and stuff like that. And they're going to use whatever assets and, and tools they have. You know, like if you don't want to fight with the UFC, then I suggest you don't fight with the UFC. If you're not prepared to, to fight with the UFC, don't fight with the UFC, you know? Um, and I think that's just kind of what it comes down to. You know what I mean? Like if I have a little two pound dog and I have a, a 90 pound pit bull, right. Which is the UFC. I don't, I would not encourage the two pound dog to go and get that dog bone that you're entitled to. It's like, eh, maybe, maybe you need to understand kind of what's going on here and understand kind of the, how it all is, you know, and I think a lot of fighters look, a lot of people look at me as like being like anti fighter. And then I'm, I'm not anti fighter. Like, of course, I want all the fighters to make more money. Like, I would love it for the UFC to do like, like, uh, like lifelong health insurance for anyone that's had X number of fights, you know, 10 fights, 12 fights, 15 fights, whatever it's going to be. Like, it's, I would love to have all that stuff, right? But like, it doesn't, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense, you know, and um, you know, so there's, there's always going to be, you know, headlines of of fighters you know pushing back whether it's mark hunt or whoever else you know pushing back on things you know but that's just it's the nature of it you know i'm i'm of the mindset i'm not going to pick a fight i don't want to get into
3: right and i think you're looking at it from a realistic point of view you're not anti-fighter it's just it's it's the way life is because the answer to the question is not you like if i ask you what you think of this and you're like oh the ufc sucks and fran is is right and i'm supporting him and i have his back like it does nothing unless you and 500 other guys join you in that discussion. Like everybody's yeah. got to come together for the same thing. And you're right. When we have title fights and one guy says no, but another guy will come in for half the price and take the fight. Like it's never going to work. So I'm curious. We talked about 60 year old Joe Lozon telling stories about the blizzard of 2022, your blizzard of 78. Do you think we'll ever see a day where fighters do come together to form some sort of unit and association Something where they can collectively bargain, where they can, you know, maybe get a bigger piece of the pie, like you see in Major League Baseball, the NBA, et cetera. Do you ever think we will ever see that day?
4: I don't think so. You know, like, so like Francis Agagno is fighting the UFC, right? He's not fighting to get the undercard fighters more money. He's fighting to get himself more money, right? That's just the way it goes. Francis Agagno is like, oh, like, I have done this. I won the the title. I have done this. I want more money for me. He's not saying, oh, I want more money for all these other guys, you know? So it's like, it's a very kind of selfish kind of stand. When people kind of you know take on this and and they fight for it and they argue and you know it's like it's never like, um, it's never like oh everyone needs to get paid more. You know like there's a couple people that will do that, but it's never like the guys near the top. It's always the people that you know. Generally, it's the people that like they they tried to make it up in the UFC and maybe they got to the UFC but they didn't do well and then on their way out now they they're they're complaining about it after the fact. You know it's the, the guys that have done very very well have generally not been those guys like. Um, a guy like a, a Tito Ortiz, like he was a champ for a long time. He was a great fighter, you know, like, but he was Tito was never arguing to get more money for the undercard fighters. He was always arguing to get more money for himself. Like it's, it's always, and it's always been that way. You know, like it's the, the guys that get to the top, they're always fighting for more money for themselves. So like they're, they're not going to get a lot of support there, right? You know, it's, if they were arguing for the undercard fighters and trying to get more across the board, I think they have a lot more support along with people who kind of, you know, rally behind them. I don't, and i just don't think that's ever gonna happen i think it's gonna be like for, for if you're francis you're like okay like i'm i'm not worried about these guys i'm worried about me i gotta protect my family first I'm, I'm looking out for my family before i worry about you know everyone else which is and i understand that point of view i totally understand that like i'm i'm the same way i'm looking out for my family i'm not working for everyone else i'm looking out for my family so um that's just the way it goes that's just that's just life right it's like everyone's every, that's how it it goes for everyone you know
3: Yeah, it's a super interesting story. And now he like isn't obligated to fight at all for the UFC anymore. He could just sit out the rest of the year and go off at least what they say.
1: I I think, think, I think,
3: yeah, I think there's going to be a a fight after the fight, if you will. I
4: think that there's, I think that there's a, a, a clause in every contract back to like before I, my first fight in the UFC, like UFC 63, that if you were a champion, then the contract is extended for X number of time or something like that. There's some kind of clause or something like that. So I don't think that he's free and clear. I think that he, he if, if he had lost and he was not the champion then yes i think he would be free and clear but i think that anyone that is a a reigning champ they they cannot walk away and go where they, where they want you know and what, what will happen is if like if he starts this fight Randy Couture said it on on something i saw the quote on on reddit um was saying that you know like you know it's going to get dragged out and legal you know and it's just going to be like held up okay how many years is francis the guy you going to fight for the ufc will drag this out for 10 years until Francis is no longer like in a prime fighting age. You know, like it's how much money is he gonna lose in that 10 years trying to fight for someone else. Whereas if he should just go along with the UFC and fight for the UFC and, and and make what he can with the UFC. It's like um it's just it's the nature of the contracts. And like every fighter, like they get you um when you you, you sign the contracts, so, like when you're like having your first fight in the UFC. Francis Agano wasn't Francis Agano but before his first fight in the UFC. Like he he won a whole bunch of fights and he did well and the UFC built him up and and now he's like this monster superstar. Um, and that's just, that's just the nature of it. You know, if he didn't want to sign that contract, he wouldn't be making the money he's making now. It's just like, um, people kind of, I think that they get, they forget about how strong the UFC brand is and how well they get it. Like they get you early. So when you don't have a lot of, you know, room to push back and then as time goes on, you know, like now they have you and that's just how it goes. And like, and they built your name up like Francis Gagne would not have been a huge name without the UFC. So that's, that's how that goes.
3: Of course, we're talking superstars. There could be t- tomorrow's superstars coming out of Lozon MMA. A lot, always a lot of up-and-coming talents coming out yep. of that gym. We talked about the Saturday sparring; that is a thing of legend in New England. I know yep. there's some New England regional events coming up. CES got one. Cage Titans got one. Do we have any uh any Lozon fighters getting ready? Some prospects about to get back in there.
4: Yep. So we got I got two fighters on Cage Titans this coming weekend. So I have Aaron Johnson, Andrew Valdina. Uh, they both have uh tough fights, hard fights. Um, so they're both in this card. I have Connor Matthews on CES next month, which I do I do commentary for CES. So that, that that'll be good and, and a little weird. I'll be like, I'll be doing commentary on fight pass for, for CES. Like you now what Connor needs to do here is he's a post on his left hand. <laughs> um, you know, so that's that, that's always fun. It's, it's kind of like it sucks a little bit not being able to like honestly, I don't love it when putting my guys on CES because I'm doing commentary for them and I can't corner for them, you know. So it's kind of like it's kind of like counterintuitive a little bit. Um, you know, but so we got both those fights in. I think Katie is doing another show in, in, in late March and then combat zone has a show coming up and there's just, there's all kinds of shows Like we have a great, uh, local scene here in New England.
3: Really, And of course, last thing, Tom Brady is, uh, retired. It's official now. He's his own it's words.
4: I, I thought I heard words. about that in the gym this morning. Um, I was playing Xbox last night. One of my buddies was saying that like Tom Brady was supposed to get like a bonus of like $15 million in like three days. <laughs> So it's like, oh, he's gonna wait till he gets his bonus and he's retire then. Like, that would have been the smart move. I'm sure he went to them like, hey, look, guys, you're gonna owe me 15 million in three days. How about you just give me seven right now and we call it a day and I'll retire now. So I don't know, um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping he comes back and signs back as a Patriot. You know, so he can retire a Patriot. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it was super cool that he went to a different team and won a Super Bowl right away. Uh, but he's, he's a Patriot. You know, through and through. So like, I'm hoping that happens. We'll see what happens though.
5: A
3: lot of people are giving him crap because he made this like nine nine slide Instagram retirement. He didn't mention the Patriots at all. It was all mm. bucks, 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 bucks. My wife, and that's it. No Patriots. Well, he's
4: still. I mean, I'm sure he's still under contract with the Bucks. They, uh, they probably have something in there, their claws and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's some kind of thing about not disparaging the team. And you're a Buccaneer now. You're not a Patriot now, and all sort of stuff. I'm sure. I have a feeling we'll see something a little different later on i
3: would agree with you joe you've yeah. given me a lot of time i appreciate it very much really no looking forward to april 30th joe lozon versus donald cerrone what a fight that's going to be not sure whether it's going to be the final fight of joe lozon's <laughs> career but we'll see how it goes so i appreciate cool the state. time very much my man all the best to you getting ready for the fight sounds good thank you <laughs> To say hello to Czech Congo, who, as we found out on Saturday night at the conclusion of Bellator 273, he's gonna challenge Ryan Bader for the Bellator heavyweight title May 6th. The rematch is happening and it's happening in Paris, France. Some hometown flavor for the ageless Czech Congo. Czech, how are you, sir?
6: I'm doing it really good. So I just uh I'm just right now uh, leaving the, the place when I used to do the strength conditioning right now. So uh, I'm heading to the gas station, (laughs) fill up the vehicle quickly and uh, get back home, get some rest and uh, keep going for the training sessions after the interview session. So everything is good. You know, what? I can't complain. You know, life is great. And also uh, it was a really good, um, uh, I mean, uh, not a statement, but a really good surprise uh, last Saturday. So uh, I was really happy for the, for the news and, uh, I can make it, you know, even better, you know, in France. So get the avenge, be avenged and, uh, perfect and, and, uh, perform in a good way. So, yeah.
3: So, so you found out about this on Saturday.
6: Yes. Yeah, so it, it, it was some, uh, I used to get some, uh, some leak, but I wasn't sure. And even uh, my manager was like, you know what, you, you probably are gonna have like really good news. And uh, and it, when I find out, it was like, nowhere. <laughs> are you kidding me? And it was uh, I said, no, that's really happening. So I was like, wow. So yeah,
3: very cool. Of of course, this rematch doesn't happen for the belt unless Ryan Bader gets the job done. This past Saturday, he digs yeah. deep, gets the decision win over Valentin Moldovsky. What did you make of Bader's performance? Were you impressed with what he was able to do?
6: No, and honestly, I was really impressed. You know, he did really good. You know, uh, it seems like uh, the last two loss he got in the uh, light TV weight, you know, uh, uh, impact himself to be better, to uh, make the statement uh, alive, you know, and understand that, so for sure, you know, give the best of him. And, uh, no, you know, honestly, uh, I saw somebody, you know, really determined, you know, determined, determined, focus uh not not letting somebody else you know with the really good as well uh skills uh, get the top of him you know and uh he was a big bottle you know it was a really good bottle so even even me I, I didn't i wasn't expecting you know the result because uh to me just the fact to see um uh, what modafsky used to do uh on the previous fights i was just like wow the guy is a beast still a machine you know and uh, some of the guys he, he he faced uh didn't get didn't have the ability to uh to push the limits, but it was good enough also for for Modavsky to to put the sediment to put the also the statement on the game, saying like, Hey, okay, I'm the new guys, I'm the young blood, uh and I'm here for the belt and uh and at the end, when I saw the you know the beginning of the fight, first, second round, I was just like, Wow, and I was keeping like, please uh better win the fight so I'm gonna fuck you up." <laughs> and he did so honest, honestly i'm really happy i'm not saying that because uh, w- uh about what happened uh on, on the previous fight with better but uh for sure i, I went to avenge you know what he did and no matter what people say you know the thing is you know he, he a lot of uh ink used to used to leak about it and i was like yeah the guys you know didn't do good you know when we face each other for sure he, he showed the best of him on the first round, you know, but uh, didn't didn't put that much to affect me, you know, except poking me in the eye. So I was like, guys, you know, you're taking the the the, the notice about what he said, but nobody used to come to to me to 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 uh, to know and hear what I feel and what I have to say. And technically, even with the with the medical check, is he, not a punch, is is it? Is a finger, so and uh, but the the thing is just like because he's a he's a he's a crown guy people didn't want to hear about me because for sure you know they 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 would they want keep him as a as a champ for sure and i understand the fact but you know the game is a game you know and uh when you have to be fair is you have to be fair and if i have to put everything about the the medical check to prove what he did that's the result of 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 my eyes of, you know the thing is i never i never tried to um, to avoid the fight or use excuses about about uh, about losses, I even win. You know, no matter what, I show up with the skills I got and I perform in that way, win or lose. So anyway, but but honestly, I was really impressed. He did really good, uh, and I, you know, I, and if I was really a bad guys, I couldn't congratulate him, but I did, and I did. Yeah, you know what? You did good and thank you for for your performance but uh, i i wish you're gonna be ready and you're gonna show a lot because uh when we're gonna face you know it's gonna be like a big deal like a really big deal so i, I used to to keep the pace and being uh, and, and starting slow really slow but at this level i won't be the diesel i'm gonna i'm gonna be like the super uh the 93 even the the the, the, the high top uh, fuel to burn his ass and that's what i're gonna do i gonna kill him, and I wanna kill him, so.
3: Yeah, he said, cuz you guys squared off after the fight, and he said when he spoke with the media backstage that you said, nice fight. I'm gonna beat your ass in Paris. Is that true? Oh, is that what you said? to him?
6: Um, yeah, say, so you know what I said, I, exactly what I said. I said, hey, uh, Kama is a bitch. Uh, congratulate on your fight, uh, you know, you did really good, and I was impressed. I was impressed about the fact uh, Modaski was the favorite. But uh, you better be ready because uh, I' gonna fuck you up, and and just come and show, and show, and, and show up ready because I' gonna kill you. I want to kill you, and I' gonna fucking kill you. So that's what I said. Did he say anything Thank back you. to you? No, it was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, when I show up on on the cage, and when you show me, I mean, when you see me, you know, it was so funny because. He was the face of the kid when he sees somebody. He used to somebody used to bully him. He was like, "Oh no, not this guy, please!" And he was just as exhausted. But at a at a point, he was still happy for his win. But you know, I, I, I was the I, I was the the touch like the 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 blurry stuff on, 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 on. Yes, the thing technically, if you have to get the the frame, I was the I was the the, the, the point the the the, the master point. You know. Uh, uh Messing with the with the frame, and he was like, no, not this guy, please, no. Oh. And it seems that was just like a nightmare. I like yeah, whatever, <laughs> uh, call me whatever you want, but for sure, I'm gonna fuck you up. And the thing is, you know, you're gonna try to give the the best because even last time you couldn't hold me, you know, you couldn't handle me, even if on, on a paper, on a few on a on a on a few uh, few shots, it seems like but you feel it he felt he felt it and he knows so uh, and he's not saying that because i want to impress people or whatever but and i and i'm not here for that but uh you will just see the the result in paris and uh as i said he's kill a big kill. and i decided to kill him he's not about surviving or whatever so if you have, if you have the ability to 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 win and and, and kill and kill me yes i always be like okay you know what you did a good job and end of story but you want to be you it won't be that case It won't be that case
3: going back to something you said earlier because ryan has has talked about this quite a bit saying that there's been a lot of smack talk about the eye poke he denies the poke has ever happened he said he got you in the nose and there's videotaped evidence that he got you in the nose and not the eye Okay. So what happened from your perspective? Can you kind of walk us through that whole thing? Cause I can't imagine being poked in the eye, but no, I, I mean, if you tell me you got poked in the eye, for I sure. you. No,
6: first first of all, he poked me once. And after that, he tried to poke me, but when he poked me, he goes on the nose. He's not the bad because when he poked me uh, in the eyes, I was like, okay, I can't endure the, I, I the pain. So, and it was like, what he did, I thought, fuck. And from the beginning, it was like, okay, it's okay. He, he's on purpose. And when he tried it again, but he he, he missed the my eyes to, to the nose. I was like, fuck. And, and at this moment, the, the pain came. And after that, for sure, my eyes goes like crazy. I was like, hey, you know, the thing is, uh, I'm a human being, you know, uh, and uh, I'm really tough. I'm really tough, proud, and uh, and brave. But hey, I'm not the machine. You know, I can fight. But even the, 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 my eyes, you could see the scratch in, inside the eyes. And, and it was really deep so if he was a punch i would be like okay i don't know how the gloves used to go all over my eyes and just scratch one of the orbit inside the stuff and, and you know and making some damage and after that even on cameras, you could see my eyes you seems like the the eyes of the total then i was like what the fuck? it was like a fucking mushroom i was like no and and, and if and if i used to get punched uh by him I should have the black eyes, and it wasn't like any black eyes or any bump from the punch. It was from the, the 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 poke. So the guys, I was like, hey, you know, the, the thing is, and one more times, I understand the perspective to support Ryan and say, hey, you know what, we we uh, you know, we got you, we got you. But just be fair. We are here for the f- for the fight, you know. Uh, th- for sure, there there is so many way to to shit because uh, some guys want to get the best of of themselves. To win uh, and, and and come back with the crown, but you know if it's not about juice or 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 being like a, uh, doing like anti games, you know he was just a fake to to hurt the guys on purpose to uh, to uh, limit the the ability to fight uh, properly, and that's what he did, you know. he's just like also like like some guys I don't want to say names, but some guys come and and bite the ear. Because they just uh, excited or because what's happened? Oh, he used to give me, head, uh, head, he used to headbutt me or whatever. I said, no, you're a professional fighter. If you win, you win. You lose, you lose. But don't, don't try to, to win like a coward and stuff. Because no matter what, at the end of the story, even if you win the stuff, he's facing he, he, he's facing himself every day. And what, he, what he did he do to win or just get the money? Yes, I shit. Even even me. The thing is, I was, sometimes it's like, okay, what did I do? Oh, oh no, I didn't do that on purpose. Or, or I I did it on purpose. Oh yes, he was right. No, yes, no. But the thing is, I have to be clear, you know. And for sure, people used to to bother me for for some activities. Even like the sometimes I used to to need the guys in the board. Unfortunately, and they came at me. Yeah, hey, you know, you have dirty fighter or whatever. I say, guys, listen. When I used to 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 uh, to hit uh, to strike on my guys, he's not the things you know I I used to think about it because if if he was a target, for sure, I every day every day on, on each fight I will do it, but he's not. sometimes, sometimes it happened because the guys get the really bad positions, and that and that's the way it happened. But the the way it goes, it was just like it was just a frustration, and he tried to to use some uh, some uh, some. Some dirty, shit, some dirty move to uh, to make me weak, you know. And uh, the thing is, after that, uh, he had he had multiple times the ability to to fight, to do the rematch. But he, he decided to go hide himself to the light heavyweight divisions and just using the press. You know, I don't want to do it again because I'm going to the light heavyweight divisions. So, hey guys, how long is it gonna uh, it's gonna be to always? uh themselves. I used to fight. I used to wait like almost five years to get the title shots. Technically, uh when things like that happen, we should get the interim fight. You know, no matter what, it's come right away. So now he tried to do it again and, and, and try to be the, the champ forever. I say no, you know. And the thing is, you know, all the time Bellator tried to to make that fight happen, but he used to say no, I did the move in light heavyweight division, so I won't be able to fight but karma is a bitch because he went there, he got fucked up. He tried again to to do the 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 tournament, he got fucked up. Good. You know, and and at some point he was a resurrection against against uh Murdowski. great for him, but they're gonna fuck him up again. So and uh and that that's what it is. You know, I'm not there. I did, I mean, I didn't spend my time to clear the divisions to fight against bugs or whatever. I mean. Uh, when I say bugs uh, to 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 fight ghosts, I, I don't have time for this, you know. It, no. They they put me all the time on hold, so I don't have time for this. So fuck him, you <laughs> know. Now the thing is, now, now we have the ability to fight. And the thing is, if you want to hear when, what what have to say, you have to hear what I have to say because I'm not here to pretend uh, uh, fake stuff, you know. I the, the 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 start is the start. I'm I'm here to fight. I lose as I lose, and that's it. You know, no matter what happened to me, but if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. But I'm not here to to find the uh, excuses. And if he's in a contest, get back on the track to 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 clear that that that, that uh, situations. But it's he, been like three years, you know, or two years, and at the end, you just say, oh, he probably did other sh- the shot for that. I was number number two. Uh, Modavski get the opportunity to do the the interim fight. He did. And now I'm here, but technically I was supposed to be here before Modaski. So anyway, I won't complain for anything that way. You know, to me, all the, all the, that situations is because of, uh, of better. He, uh, he run away, you know, as a coward, you know, even people are going to hear that, No, it's not true. It's yeah, he ran away as a coward. He always open his mouth. He always talking shit uh Because he has he has his support, but even when he used to talk shit in UFC, he gets shut down right away. He start to talk shit with uh, with uh, Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier shut him down. He say, hey, "Go fuck yourself," you know. And after that, he used to be quite like a fucking kid. So, and at the time, even if he still want to be the the man, because we are here in America. Trust me, it's not about the fact to be in France, but you know, as a fighter, I'm gonna him up and they are gonna shut his fucking mouth because he's the he, that, that guy's you know for sure you you have to entertain you know whatever but hey be responsible that, that that's that's it and technically technically even if you used to poke me in the nose to to uh, and and bring the fight to the non-contest technically on the rules is any orifice you poke you disqualify how about that how about that He's, I, i'm not picking the rules he's writing so
3: so you feel and, in a way you should be the champion right now that should have been a disqualification
6: whatever but after that you just to avenge the situation we, we should make the fight right away and i will and i won't be the guy to say no or oh, maybe uh no i say yeah any any time any time any time i'm always uh, the thing is for sure um, at the moment, you know, I used to be not lazy, but quite busy with my, uh, with, the uh, outside of the cage. I used to be really busy, you know, so I I, 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 didn't get the time to, uh, I mean, I always get the time to train, but not as focused as I used to be. But I was like, okay, no big deal. He's right in, you know, sign the contract and let's do it again. He never did it. He never did it. And he used to wait two, two or three years. And technically. How those things used to happen, how it can happen because he just ran away. He's not me. That's him. He ran away. So fuck him. You know, you are so all is-
3: fired up. I am I'm, I'm, I'm digging this check. I'm digging this very much. So I have to ask you this because of how fired up you are, because when this fight was announced on Saturday, it was kind of met with like a lukewarm reaction because a lot of people felt that after Bator beats Boldovsky, would have been the perfect opportunity to set up the rematch, not with you, but with Fedor, because Fedor's career is winding down. Why not just do this fight? A lot of intrigue behind it. Bellator goes with this fight and said, what do you say to those folks that reacted in that manner, that feel Fedor should be getting the rematch instead of you?
6: You know, the thing is, you know, for sure, Fedor is Fedor. You know, he used to get a really good career. And technically, for sure, for the entertainment, it will be, it's great. It's great to bring back Feder and in, in there. But to me, Feder, you know, used to to get some really, on the start he used to get some bad results. So, I mean, technically, with all my respect, you know, last emperor or not, hey, take the line. Take the fucking line. That's it. You know, you can be hand for that, but just take the fucking line. What's going on? So, you want me, you want to make me fight? At 15 years old, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you and, can do and it. <laughs> still and still at 15 years old beat up people. Come on. Come on. You know, the, the good thing is for my longevity, you know, it's just because I'm really clear. I'm fucking clear. Thanks God. Thanks my parents. I'm fucking clear. You know, I never been uh, around fucking drugs or whatever. And also my lifestyle, my my uh hygiene of life bring me to that point, you know. For sure, I struggle with things I'm taking care of, but I'm here. I'm fucking here. So please give me that opportunity to to perform in, in, in a good way. You know, it's not, for me, at At some point, it's, it's not especially a, a paycheck, but just the performance. I like it. Why you put me on hold, you know? It seems like, you know, it seems like the, the, the boxing, uh, situations. Everybody knows who's the beast, but no one no, but nobody wants to, to to meet him because he's just like, Fuck, no, you know? And I'm sitting in the cage. I'm in the cage uh, uh, chewing the the brakes, say, Hey, hey, let me go, let me go, let me go. I'm here, I'm here. And they say, no, no. and and when they think like, oh, you know what? that guys uh, won't be able to fight, boom, surprise, motherfucker, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, and, and at the end, it's just like, wow. And I'm, honestly, I surprised myself because it was just, I, I'm just like, wow, I did it. But the, th- but the, the point is, it's always my people and people around, supporters are not coming back at me and say, man, wow, wow. And, and, and they just tell me what I just did and, and, and make me realize, you know, how great inspiration was. The fact to still being uh, in that environment, you know, in that type of situation, it was like, no, man, you know, oof, OK, let's do this or let's join together or just give him some give us some tips or whatever. I say, hey, I mean, you know, I'm here for whatever I can bring to you guys. You know, and also it's, life is about sharing. It's about to be uh, good. Even if you're not good, you, you're bad, but you're learning from the bad side and, uh, and sharing your experience to make people better even yourself better but at the, at the time you know when it's time to to do the job i'm here i'm here and i'm i'm telling you i don't try to to uh to come at that point to be like oh i, I can't because of fuck if i if i can't i can't but if i can i can and i will <laughs> i will and that and that at that point it's not I will, I want. I want to do it. You know, people say, hey, Shake, you know, things happen, you know, 46, and it will be 46 in a couple of weeks, and 10 days later, I will be 47. So <laughs> and yes, I want it. I, I want to do it. So uh, you know, I really appreciate you know the part you 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 take my uh my uh my feelings, you know, what I what I have to say because that's the truth. And uh and the thing is, you know. People loving me or not liking me or, or not, you know, it's good, you know, because I can be perfect and nobody can love me or whatever. But just for the for 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 for, for my audience, for the guys uh, who love me, especially for the time you know I used to perform, give me that respect to to get what I deserve. And uh and for sure, Bella replied to that, it was like, yeah, no, enough is enough. You know we did this we tried to play the games but the guys on the side you know deserve it deserve it so l- let's see what he can do again because he has this ability to do it and yes i will you know i, I mean technically at my the, the funny part of that is i'm just i surprising myself because um, i i i wasn't able to think i will get that i will get in i will get back in shape and ready to go and wrestle with guys as I I was when I was younger and I do and I do and every day I'm just surprised it's fucking blessing and then I'm so sorry but it's a big blessing and uh, and I mean this quality don't have to be eyed or or shut down because of some jealous guys who want to be selfish and keep uh, performing in the way and and try to be the champ of the of, of the or just the dreaming champ, you know. For sure, you used to be a champ. You will be forever the champ because you have been a champ. But today, you're not, and it's over. Your reign, it's over. You know. That's why we used to call the last emperor, Uh better was the champ, champ, my, <laughs> uh, for people. But he's not anymore. He he, he made he made history, but. Right now, that's my that's my legacy and that's my story. That's my story to 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 uh, to write. And even if I fail, I won't have any excuses. I will give the best, you know. I will try my best, and I want to give the best, you know. That's what I want to do. I want to give the best. I want that people see I did it. I try, you know. And I I, I fucked up, I fucked up, but today I'm not, (laughs) I'm not. So, uh, and for sure, you know, the thing is, uh, at that level, sometimes you make mistakes, just like I did as as well with Karitanov. You know, I I played the game with Karitanov, I didn't want to be engaged during the first fight because I wanted to get something really clean, exchanges uh, with striking, but at the end I was like, fuck, if I keep going that way, you know, I'm gonna be messed up. <laughs> I gonna end. I gonna end this fight with the broken nose or I don't know, with some Crazy con- fight. confusion. Yeah. And at the end, I was like, no. The thing is, fuck it. You wanna fight? Let's fight. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, and, and 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 that that's that's why I, I turned. I just turned because I was like, hey, I'm not young anymore. Fuck it. You know. Amazing if you stuff, have to, Jack. You you have to brawl. You have to wrestle. We'll going to wrestle. And, I'm, and people for sure never saw me wrestle because it's way easier to beat up people and it's clear. It's not like, about oh, he, they just wrestle, put the de- decision on, on on the judge. For sure. It, the thing is, when you have this ability to do it, you do. If you can uh, avoid that situation and just end up clearly the fight because the guys just go uh, in and out with the exchanges, I say, okay, I'm going to do the. Um, I going to do some takedown I try to get some position to, to make it clear because, but at the time it's just a part of the game. If I, if you have to do some due to move or whatever, it's the same. You win by submission or whatever. Okay. But no matter what in the fight, you have to be smart. You know, uh, I, I passed the, the ages and, uh, and during the, all my career, I, 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 the thing is I have to be clever. You know, I, I, the thing is getting a black eyes, uh, bump lips and stuff. I don't care, you know, for sure. At some point it would be like, oh, look, I'm, I'm, messed up. But the first point of this is, you know, that people have to remember I'm a African guy, so unfortunately when you see African guys with the messed up faces most of the time, because unfortunately I'm not Caucasian, I scare people. Even nice and, and really good man I am inside. In and out of the of the cage you know i scare people so first of all the my first idea is uh, saving my integrity because those things are the stigmas when i get out of the cage i'm gonna carry for the rest of my life you know so just try to be to be to be uh, proper and that's what i do you know and of and, and the second point is i'm not young anymore you know we go for art ah, you and me boom 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 no at the time it's just like hey i still have a neuro, i have a brain you know i'm working outside of, of the cage i still have to be smart and i don't want to be that guys coming for some reason be the poor man or you know all the the, the, the the family issue that some fighters used to face uh with bullshit or whatever no you know the thing is i'm a i'm a respectable uh man you know and uh I, I do my best to be the best of myself and that's what I do, you know, but, uh, at some point, you know, I will go for, for, for the war to to give the best for sure, as well as a fight, you know, and that's it, I'm but, sure. uh, we, we
3: pre- yeah, we appreciate that. Check gotta let you go, man. Everybody wants to talk to you right now. They want to talk to the challenger. So I appreciate you saying everything you just had to say here and, uh, All the best to you in preparation for this fight. Can't wait to see it on May 6th against Ryan Bader. The rematch is finally going down.
6: Thank you very much. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, guys.
3: guys. All right. Let us say hello to Sullivan Colley, who kicked off Bellator 273, dominant stoppage win over Ben Parrish this past Saturday in Phoenix. Sully, good to see you, man. How are you?
5: I'm good. Thanks for having me
3: congrats on the win and, and to go out there and to put on that kind of performance in front of your hometown fans and you kind of set the table for Ryan Bader in the process. What did that mean to you? Because that fight could have happened in Mohegan or Thackerville, Oklahoma, but it happened right in your backyard.
5: Yeah. I mean, that was really special. Uh, I was pretty lucky. That was my second time in a row fighting in Phoenix in front of the home crowd. And uh, I mean, it's just compared to my first fight at Mohegan with the, uh, with no crowd like this so you know so much more energy a little bit more uh nerves but it's you know getting the wins that's a lot more fun in front of uh you know your friends and family and the uh, hometown fans was really really cool
3: i have to say i thought the matchmaking was a little strange i thought a lot about the whole thing was strange because ben got so much buzz From the win in his debut and people loved him people thought he could be a potential star for the company then they put him in there with you who's a tremendous wrestler clearly not his strong suit no disrespect and this is the first fight on the entire card and that was another thing that kind of had me scratching my head about the the, the whole thing so first off what did you like what did you make of the fan reaction that he got from that win and sort of the the star building power he gained from that because that just kind of comes out of nowhere and it seemed like the flame was still burning all the way into Saturday.
5: Yeah. I didn't, I don't think I really understood. I definitely knew, I knew who he was because of that knockout, but I didn't really understand the extent of the uh, the following he had, he had kind of built from that. Like that that really went viral. And uh, by the time we got there for fight week, um, like all the media guys were super pumped about him. And then like, I, I checked his Instagram, he's got like 10,000 followers. Has was like, jeez like i honestly I think i fully realized like all the kind of energy he had behind him um i mean but so that was cool i mean as far as putting us first fight on the card i um i had a couple people tell me they thought that was weird um and i and i don't know if maybe it was the it was the very first fight of 2022 for the company maybe they just wanted to like make sure the first fight of the year was a banger i you know i, I don't know i don't know why they did that i mean as far as the actual experience of fighting like everybody wants to be the first fight of the night you know you get to show up you know exactly when you're gonna fight get your warm-up out of the way go do the damn thing and then uh and then enjoy the rest of your night you know so that was awesome but um yeah i mean i i think i'll probably start moving up the card you know a little bit here
3: yeah i mean because it it was a cool moment the fans are obviously behind you the the ones that were there but can you imagine if that fight and that finish happened? It was like the first fight of the main card, like the reaction you would have gotten, like it would have been like a, a star making reaction for you.
5: That's true. Yeah. Um, see, I don't know. Maybe they kind of missed out on an opportunity there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I think I think was still, I think we still got a good, good reception. Um, I think it was still a pretty awesome experience, but yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people, a lot of especially like Bellator media guys, reporters were coming up to me and they're like, we are really excited about this fight, which I think is, um, I think is not typical of like early on the card first fight of the night fights, you know? I think, so I think that was, uh, I think that was kind of unique.
3: Yeah. Were, were you, were you surprised at the actual matchmaking with this one? It just seems a little strange for a guy with so much hype and, and, you know, people have seen your talent, what you bring to the table. You were obviously the favorite heading into the fight. I'm sure seeing the name made you pretty happy for what the opportunity
5: meant for you, but were you surprised that you
3: were going to fight him?
5: A little bit. I mean, well, for one, he was like the sixth guy that Edwards got on his development deal and my first fight on the development deal. Um, as far as like, like you said, like the, the, like no offense to Ben, but Ben's like skill level compared to his following was like pretty much like the best ratio you're going to get. You know what i mean so i was really excited for the fight for that reason i was like i think i'm a lot better than this guy and everybody knows who he is now so that was really cool um i mean you know I, I guess i thought it was a possibility but i i uh i didn't really know who was going to be coming down the pipeline um and so people ask me if i was surprised i'm like i, I guess i wasn't surprised i just i really wasn't making a guess to begin with
3: right even though you were the, the the hometown guy, you were the fan favorite, you sort of, I mean, people are coming up to you and saying that they were excited for the fight, but you sort of flew under the radar heading into it. Like he was doing all the media. I mean, you did some media in the build, but he was doing so much. And oh. the fan base outside of Phoenix, this was the big tuna show. For you, I right. mean, in Phoenix, this is the the Sullivan College Show. Did you notice that too? I mean, you must have noticed that that, you, that fight week was one thing, but just even seeing the build to the fight, it was the big tuna show. Did that give you an extra chip on your shoulder?
5: It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. I I was you know confident I was going to win, and that's basically all I care about going into fights is winning. Um, and, uh, they definitely were. They they made a bigger push behind me um, in terms of media this time than they ever had before. I was invited to the open workout. I, I did the like, uh, media day interviews and stuff. So that was like a step in the right direction. I really I appreciated that. Um, he definitely got a bigger push, but I mean, he got more Instagram followers than me. I mean, you know, I understand it. I understand that they had to do what they could do to get people interested. And my, my idea was that like, however, people come to the fight, even if it's it's for the big tuna show, they're going to see me and how I fight. And then now I'm now all those people know who I am next time I'm fighting. Hopefully they'll want to tune in. Yeah.
3: What did you think of, um, I mean, the open workout must've been super cool, right? On on the, on the floor of uh, where the Phoenix suns play basketball, the best team in the NBA right now. Like how cool was that for you to be able to experience that?
5: That was awesome. Um, that was obviously my first, open workout um i kind of like they kind of parlayed my uh workout with baiters to sort of give me the rub as they would say and uh you know we had a good time being out there and um i uh, my coach and i and danny brandt uh, are just like really really tight on the pads we do a lot of pad work and i just have like some of the fastest hands some of the crispest combos you're gonna see out of a 205 pounder so I got put on a little bit of a show for the uh for the reporters there. I got some compliments from those guys, so I think that was cool and hopefully that'll kind of get back to the Bellator higher ups and hopefully they can see me as a guy that they can uh, you know, start really promoting.
3: yeah, I mean Jose Young's uh one of our guys who was out there said that you were melting the pads. So something that was even in our Slack channel. They were talking about how how good your your, your striking was in, in that workout, how you were just smashing the pads. The sound was something that, that stood out, but in terms of the actual fight itself, you come out, you get the early takedown and that was pretty much it, man. Constant pressure on top, the, the beta-esque risk control. You're just raining down shots and it just kept going and going until Mike Beltran had seen enough just before the round was going to end. Did you think it would be that quick and that dominant when you drew it up in your head?
5: I thought it might be, but I, I you know I don't I don't like to go into a fight assuming that it's gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be all gravy and I'm um, gonna be completely dominant because then if you're not you you know you don't want to be surprised so you know I know Tuna's a gamer and I was definitely ready for I was kind of ready for anything but um I was definitely planning on wrestling at some point I wasn't any in in any rush to do it I was planning on touching him first but um I mean he just he threw a kick that I caught early on and I was like. The, you know, not willing to let that opportunity pass, and then tripped him, took him down, and then once I was on top, I felt really, really strong and in control the whole time.
3: A lot of people on social media thought that maybe the stoppage was a little early. They thought, you know, maybe, maybe let him see if he can get get to the bell. And I get it; it's the 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 tuna thing. He's the everyman. You know, maybe yeah. it's just the rub that he got before that. I personally didn't have an issue with it. Over and over again, you're landing those shots you could see mike beltran issued the warning he didn't defend intelligently and the fight was stopped but your response to people who thought that the stoppage might have been a little too soon
5: um that was a lot of punches in a row in the same position like you said the ref warned him and he he wasn't able to get out i mean if they if they would if they would have allowed him to keep going um i was going to i think just land a lot more punishment on him you know maybe like You know he makes it to the end of the round and then ben has the opportunity to try to land a big shot in the beginning of the second round or something before i can get him down but um he carried my weight for that entire five minute round and absorbed like i don't know a hundred punches or something like i'm sure that took a lot out of them um i probably would have you know done some more damage to him might not have been good for his health if they had allowed the fight to keep going i mean ben's tough and he was he was kind of still trying to fight out at the end, he kind of moved around a little bit right before Beltran pushed me off, but I mean I didn't count there, but he, he took 20 or 30 unanswered unanswered punches before the stoppage, so I think most people would probably tell you that that was a fair stoppage.
3: I agree, you get a huge win, you're now 3-0, and you have yet to see a second round in your, in your Bellator career. The good news about ending all these fights in the first round is that if you want to, you can turn around relatively quickly and just get back there whenever the hell you want to. So is there, have you even thought about that at this point? I know you kind of want to save the flavor a little bit, but have you thought about when you might want to get back in there? Because only fighting for four minutes and 35 seconds uh, seems like a good way to, to bounce back pretty quickly.
5: Yeah. Um, Bader's fighting May 6th in Paris against Congo. And I want to get on that card. There you go. Yeah. I've kind of, you know, talk to, talk to the company and I, you already talked to my manager. We're gonna, they been, they seem to like me to, they seem to like putting me on, uh, cars that Bader's on. Uh, Paris is a long way away, but hopefully they're excited enough about me to, you know, pay for a transatlantic flight and, uh, and I can get on that card and make a little trip out of it.
3: <laughs> what, what What did you think of that matchmaking, by the way? I know there's like a little bit of unfinished business there, but everyone wanted to see, the Bader Fedor title fight. If vader has got one more fight, let's just let's just throw him Bader for the title. Why not? It's right there for you. And then they went with the Congo fight, and yes, there's a story there and all that, but it seemed like it let a lot of people down, at least that I saw on social media. But what do you think about it? I mean, I'm sure you don't care. Bader's fighting and defending his title. He gets to, he gets to go to Paris. It's a very big deal. But was a part of you hoping that, as a fan, maybe they'd go the Bader Fedor
5: rematch route for the title? I think that I think that would be cool. I I mean, at the same time, like Bader, Bader can't beat Fedor any better than he did the first time. You know, what I mean so that was, <laughs> You know, like like I think I think it would be cool. People would like it for for them to do another one. I think they still might, but like first round knockout. Like I think Bader's pretty happy with the way that went. Um, he's definitely not happy with the way the last Congo fight ended. Obviously the thing is like i think congo kind of quit in that fight <laughs> and faked an eye poke, and uh he's been really vocal talking a lot of trash to Bader since then i'm like that's that's kind of crazy considering how the last fight went <laughs> um i think uh i think Bader's just like gonna kind of wrestle him into the ground i think most people would probably agree with that um but i think uh i think Bader's gonna toast congo and then and then maybe we can do uh maybe we can do Fader's uh send off.
3: That see, now you're thinking. See, that's the answer that most people need to hear right there. Is that it's not that we could do both, right? We can have our cake and eat it too. If you want the Congo fight, you can have it. And then like four months, five months down the down the line, if he's ready to bounce back, he could go to Russia and fight Fader in his final fight. Like yeah. that, what a story that would be.
5: I do think it's really cool how they're uh keeping Bader busy right now. I mean, even if you ask him, he'll tell you he doesn't know exactly how much longer he has left but it's not it's not gonna be forever he's not gonna be fighting when he's 45 you know he's definitely in the home stretch here and uh i like that they're keeping him busy having him fight often um he's still got i mean he just beat a, a young tough moldovsky he's still like he's still he's still at at the top you know he's still got a lot left in him so i'd, I'd love to see him get a few more in
3: I was so happy with the judges from a a fan and a media perspective because there were two fights that could have gone either way. And we've seen historically that they might have gone the other way. The Benson Henderson fight, I thought Benson Henderson won. Judges got it right. And I thought Ryan in the fifth round, those elbows were the difference maker. Like a takedown is great, but if you don't do anything with it, the, the elbows, the short elbows did way more damage. like that should have won the round. and all three judges got that one right. So it was a yeah. pretty good night for the judges in Phoenix, was it not?
5: I thought so. That was a really close that was a really close fight. I think pretty much everybody agrees it was two two going into that fifth round. And uh, at the beginning of the round, I think the first couple minutes they were striking and I thought Bader outboxed him. and then eventually Moldowski pushed him up against the cage and took a bunch of elbows. I think a couple of them even kind of affected. Moldovsky's balance. And then he landed that and I was like, all right, we're up, we're going to win. And then he landed that like kind of high amplitude, uh, double leg. And I was like, I think we still won, but like, man, who <laughs> kn- know how stars sometimes like, who knows the whole arena was like holding their breath. And then, um, like you said, I got it right. They announced our boy and the lid about blew off that place. So it was pretty cool.
3: There we go. So what's the rest of this year look like just fight as often as possible and and compile up those victories is, you know, what what's sort of the goal you have for yourself for 2022?
5: Man, I, if I could get four in, in 2022, that, I think that would be a huge year for me. And I think uh, fighting in January. I think that's like, that's possible. It's on the table. It would, I mean, that's definitely pretty often. They don't, they're not like contractually obligated to fight me that often. But, um, I mean, if I'm winning fights and, staying healthy and, uh, you know, getting people excited, I think it could happen.
3: I think a lot of people would like to see that. Congratulations on the win, Sully. It was good, good stuff. It was exactly the performance that you needed. Stole some hype at the same time and just went out there and got the job done. So hopefully uh, we, we see you higher up on the card. Hopefully we get you, you know, some competition that maybe we'll see you in a second round. Who knows? I'm, I'm curious to see what you look like at a second yeah. round. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. So enjoy the win, my man. And, and hopefully we see you on that Paris card in in May alongside with Ryan.
5: Awesome. Thank you so much.
3: All right. Let us say hello to Treshawn Core. He's going to make his UFC debut February 5th, UFC Vegas 47. This was supposed to be the battle to determine who would be the season 28 winner of the ultimate fighter at 185 pounds. Injury changed plans. Brian battle went on to submit Gilbert Urbina to win the show, but now we're getting this fight, the fight we were supposed to get. It's just going to happen six months later. So Treshawn, how are you, my man? It's good to see you.
7: I'm good, man. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, man. After uh, all the craziness on the ultimate fighter and going through the whole experience and getting the wins and earning a shot in the finals. And then right before the fight, you have to withdraw due to the knee injury. How tough of a pill is that to swallow, man?
7: I mean, man, it sucked, bro. Like, um, it sucked. I mean, I had to accept it though. I thought the UFC would wait and uh reschedule it for me. But, you know, they, they just moved on and uh it was horrible, man, you know, watching them fight uh for my spot on the in the you know, just sitting home watching from the sidelines, but at the same time, all it did was build my hunger. You know, God does everything for a reason and uh I, I part of me was questioning like why I didn't get the fight, but I realized that everything happens for a reason. And uh, when we get in there February fifth, we're gonna display that we coming to be the best.
3: Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure you're watching. You you getting the FOMO, right? Like, oh man, should have been me. But as you're watching the fight play out, what's going on in your mind?
7: Shoot, man, I was just I, honestly, man, to be real, I was thankful and and happy for Gilbert. You know, because he was the third or being a brother to make it so i was happy to see him get his shot um i was happy for brian too you know what i'm saying like no hate no shade like i want more than a tough championship title you know i want i want to be champion of the world you know like i, I want to be the best so personally man like it, it sucks seeing it but it's not like i wasn't happy for them guys getting to you know get their shot on the show and uh and been fighting in front of the national television live in front of everybody. So that was, it was cool, man. I was happy for them boys, but now they got it. Now he got to give me what's mine.
3: So in your mind, is this, should like the, the tough championship plaque be on the line here? Like, do you feel like Gil, as you were happy for them? You don't <laughs> want to throw shade at Brian and Gilbert. Cause I mean, they got their opportunity and they fought, but do you feel like, is there a part of you feels like they fought for like the interim tough title because you weren't in the fight?
7: I mean, I can't say that because he they they both did their parts and showed up. You know, I got injured. Uh, I had to get surgery. I'm pretty sure if I still – if I did have to get surgery, I'm pretty sure Brian still would have showed up. He would have took a L, but he would have showed up. So I can't sit up here and say – that would be very unhumble of me to say that, oh, they're not a tough champion. Like, you know, like I'm not that type of person. You know what I mean? Uh, like, figure almost almost. Like, like, oh, you hold my belt. All oh, this. Like that. He was just saying some really – Cocky things. That's not me. um But you know, like I, I respect the guy, man. But I'm about to. He's about to take a beating. He's about to take a beating everywhere. If he wants to try to grapple, he's taking the L. If he wants to try to stand up, he's taking the L. I'm gonna be victorious in the name of Jesus. I'm here. I'm thankful to be here. And uh yeah, man, I, I'm not gonna call to do no inner uh, inner champ. If he wants to bring the plaque though, if he thinks that like, you know, like if he wants to do that after I take this this W the damn right, bring it, you know what I'm saying? I would love to put it in my, in my gyms. Uh, I would love to put it in my gym, man. You know, I would love to have that thing as a souvenir in the gym. It'll be a real blessing. Um, but at the same time, like the dude won, so I don't think he's going to bring it. He, I don't think he even was, is going to put it up for grabs because he knows that he, 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 man, he knows what time it is. If he puts that thing up for grabs, my baby boy is going to be looking at it, saying, good job, dad. When he get older so he he better just keep that thing and i'm gonna get ufc gold i'm gonna get ufc gold i don't know when i don't know how i'm gonna cut through the division but i know i'm not gonna get defeated and i know that i'm gonna be champion and i and i i just i've been knowing i was gonna be champion since i was a child so i'm just ready man i'm ready it's easy to say this but man the lord put these things in my in my mind and in my heart for a long time and uh, ain't nobody stopping me from getting what, what what's on my heart and my mind
4: a lot a
3: lot to unpack with what you just said but one thing that really st- stood out to me was that you've been sort of manifesting becoming a champion since you were a child when 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 did this dream begin for you how old were you when you thought to yourself you know what when I grow up I'm going to be not just a UFC fighter not just a professional athlete I'm going to be a UFC champion
7: and I was like eight or nine, you know, I believe God chose me for this path. I believe uh, I know everybody every, every time I get interviewed, you hear "God, God, God," but get used to it, you know, um, I got passion for my Lord and Savior for a reason. And uh, honestly, man, I can't really explain the feeling. I just remember watching WEC and watching USC and I would get butterflies and the hair on my neck would stand up and i never trained in the day, day in my life but if you ask my mother and my grandmother i would just be around the house shadow boxing and not, i i didn't know what i was doing i was just throwing punches in the air as hard as i could cuz i knew i was like bro i don't even know why honestly i i, I know i just asked my mom for a weight set and a uh and a in a heavy set in a heavy bag when i was like 11 or 12 and she bought it for me and i would be out there punching it every day my hands were black with callus right when I was going in high school. Like they were black from hitting it every day without gloves. And uh, I was begging her to put me in karate and all that in martial arts, but my mother had an addiction. So she had other things going on. And uh, I still ended up finding the path. I did a little bit of time in juvie because I, I didn't have much control of myself. You know, I was watching a, a mother that was an addict and a father that was in prison and never in my life, never heard my dad. That's a whole nother story though. You know, like I i just they didn't force this on me. No uncles didn't force me to fight. None of them. If anything, they doubted me. They told me I wouldn't make it. And uh truth be told, I will make it. I will do everything I'm telling you to do. I'm I'm gonna do. Plus ten times more. Not because not because I'm just some big brolic guy, but because the God that, that is within me. I will be successful, you know. So, honestly, bro, it's a crazy. It's a it's a long story. That's why I'm still going on about it. I don't know why the hell I want to be the best in the world, but I've been wanting to be the greatest for a long time. And I found out the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu gym when I was 17, and I've been in there ever since.
3: That's amazing. So eight, nine years old, you're watching MMA on television WEC. I mean, the glory days, right? The the, the lighter weight classes, some of the greatest fights of all time WEC that's for, for some of the newer fans, they don't even know what WEC is. And then you get the UFC and the sport just continues to grow and grow and grow. And I feel like the the path you had to take. I mean, you can't take this for granted at all, right? You getting on the at three and oh, getting on the ultimate fighter. That's insane. Thinking about where this all began, right?
7: It is. It's insane, man. Um, but I but I'm I'm not shocked because I knew I would get here. I've been to if if people the people that follow me and that's been following me for a while know I've been saying I'm gonna be champion and know I've been saying I'm gonna be in the UFC. I would say it like I would even, in twenty nineteen I would put world champ t- twenty nineteen. Because like that's been my goal. Like I would hashtag world champ twenty nineteen. Um I always hashtag Jesus is the greatest. I always like hashtag that don't don't be shocked when I get there. Like I've been I've been speaking like this. This isn't new for I'm not just trying to say stuff for the cameras. And Brian knows that too. Like he's been following me too. He's been he's been seeing how I think and how I've moved too. And a lot of the things he's saying, he's piggybacking off my confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm ready, man. Uh I'm already pretty much on weight. Um, I'm exhausted right now. I've been busting my ass. Like I've been busting my ass. Three days in a row, strength and conditioning. Um, damn near for a month. And everybody's been telling me, Troy, go your ass home, rest, rest. Coach is kicking me out of the gym, but I wouldn't have it no other way. And I am learning how to rest better too. And come fight night. I'm gonna be sharp. I'm going to pre- be precise, accurate, faster than all of them boys. Um, I'm going to show them I'm the best. I'm going to show them I'm the best. I'm going to show them I'm the greatest. I know I got things to work on. I may not be a perfect fighter, but I'm going to come better than what I came with, Gilbert. I'm going to come more with more pressure. I'm going to come, um, and I'm going to be more precise, and uh, you're just going to see.
3: Can I ask? Because you were talking about your family and everything. Do you have a relationship with any with 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 any of your parents or your uncles, the ones that say that they're that you're never going to make it? Like, do do you have a close relationship with any family members right
7: now? Um, Me and my mom, like we talk and I love her, but it's not the same as it was when she was sober. I mean, I got to see her sober until I was 10 and then crack cocaine came around and uh you know i I, uh, watched her deteriorate from the person that i knew and raised me and uh you know she's been in and out of the hospital and it just sucks to see a person that you love slowly die and every time you bring up that you need to get help she gets mad at me but uh, uh i hate i hate crying like a little pussy man but but i'm freaking good man i just uh Honestly, like when I become champion, I'm, I'm putting my mom in Santa Monica, the best rehab facility in the world. And uh, with my uncles, they, uh, you know, I remember one of them telling me, you need to go get a job. This fighting ain't going to pan out. Them white boys going to beat your ass. But, like, you know, like I come from the hood. Like, so that's how they kind of talk. You know, they think MMA is just a white boy sport. And at the time it was, you know, and and I was like, man, like. Like, but I'm going to be the best. And they were just like, you need to go get you a job for the city and all this and wanted me to just settle down. But I did the opposite. I came here by myself with $900 on a Greyhound bus the train for my, one of my amateur fights. And I won that fight in the first round. And then I ended up coming back with my wife with $600 in my pocket. And we lived in, a, in extended state hotels and we lived in places that were, other people would have quit and went back you know we 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 slept in our car i remember waking up in walmart parking lot car full of fog um windows fogged up from our breath and and just seeing ourselves breathing like we had a couple bucks to go get a couple blankets and we had like maybe two or three blankets covered up but still freezing in 25 degree weather and i told my wife to go ahead and leave and go back but she wouldn't leave me I told her, let me just stay and just leave me in this parking lot and I'm going to make something with it. And uh, I meant it. If I had to sleep in that on that concrete, you know, I know my dreams were going to come true. That's how much I believe. So I have a little bit of relationships with them now. Now that I made it to the UFC, they my biggest fan. <laughs>
3: Hey, because like De- Derek Lewis even talked about this after his last fight, he was talking about the pressures of fighting in Houston. He even said like he had family members reaching out to him saying, basically talking trash about him, saying he was going to lose. And after he lost, like they 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 hit him up and were like giving him a bunch of crap about losing. So especially as a professional athlete, like these things are going to happen. And then when he wins, he was talking about all oh, he's got new cousins and new uncles, crabs.
7: people he never knew in his whole life. Crabs in a barrel, man you know crabs in a barrel mentality like us as brothers like and i mean brothers by with black skin sometimes you know when we leave the hood to better ourselves sometimes you got people that don't like that they want to hate they want to say bad things about us they want us to fail because we're doing things that they can't do all the derrick lewis cousins that said all that shit about him could not do what he's doing they could not go in there and be, have number one, uh, the most knockouts in heavyweight history. So they could talk all the shit they want, but ultimately they couldn't do what Derek's doing. And uh that's why they hate. And I'm pretty sure they reached out to Derek for money and Derek said, nah, you know, like, like me, I'm learning to say no. Like my little bit, first little bit of money, bro, I gave, I gave out. Dog, dog I thought I was dang on Oprah. You get one, you get, one. you get <laughs> But you can't do that. You have to save and you have to be smart, put away for real estate, put away for rainy days. You know, Brian t- told me best. He was like, man, you got to have a safety net nest for your family. You got to you got to have at least twenty five, thirty, forty K put away just for them. But I didn't I didn't know none of that, man. I just splurged a little bit.
3: Yeah, I feel like guys like Brian, like uh, James Krause, I, I feel like we're starting to see that because I mean, you, you watch it early on WBC, UFC back you know, 18, 19 years ago when the sport was just starting to take off. People just thought fighters were a bunch of idiots, just like a bunch of bouncers getting in the cage and punching each other in the face. And now you realize do. that do, bro. But some, little, for
7: the casual audience, but like a lot of people who have been following the sport. The boxing world thinks that we're not nothing. It thinks that Oh, like we all fight like Tyrone Woodley and all that. No, Tyrone Woodley's forty; he's been on the on the decline. And truth be told, he was never really a technician in there in the first place. Me, I'm a technician, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the best combat sports athlete that ever existed. Not just in the UFC, but I'm gonna man. You'll see. I mean, I could talk and talk and talk and talk, but until I do, it's just talk. But that's my goal. I want to be the best combat sports. I want to be the best fighter on the planet. Fighter, not UFC fight, fighter. And I and I wanna collect not just one belt, but three belts in the UFC. So that's three my belts. Goal. Yes.
3: So 85, what 70 and 205? These are the three you're yes. looking at? Yes. Damn, man. I like it. I like the uh the aspirations.
7: I'm gonna do it with God on my side, man.
3: Can I can I ask? I know you mentioned it, and you said, you know, you know, you're gonna say God and get used to it. When did when did your spirituality really start to 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 come out to you? Like, when did you when did this relationship with with God start and really get strong for you?
7: My great grandmother Elizabeth Bellamy, uh, God bless the dead. She ain't dead. She's still here with me in spirit. Um, my grandma Nana, she taught me everything I know about Jesus. She taught me to call on Jesus' name when I'm down. And to the people that watch this, um, if you feel any depression and anxiety and and, and feel suicidal, the world would be so much, the world would not be the same without you. You are special. And if you feel pain, I would like for you to get on your knees and call out to the name of Jesus and talk to him. Have a conversation with him, just because you can't see God in person, doesn't mean he's not there. Um, and I pray for anybody that's going through something that's watching this. I pray that the that peace fills your mind. And uh, yeah, man, I I picked up talking to God really when I was. Uh, I've been saying my prayers every night since I was like seven or eight. I was taught that by my my other grandma, my grandmother, my grandma Elizabeth's daughter. She taught me how to say my prayers every night. To the point, I was telling my my granddad that was bedridden. I was te- I was telling him to say his prayer. Like I would literally get on my knees and say, "Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name." My my grandfather who was bedridden at the time would copy what I was saying, and we would say that every night. And uh yeah, I've been saying it every night to the point now. My wife says it every night with me, and this ain't nothing new, man. I've been believing in God, but. I really took off with believing in God when I got out of juvie, um, when I was 17, that's when I really jumped into like believing and praying and like harder than ever. And I, and I freaking, I progressed very fast in, in Jiu Jitsu. I was tapping out brown belts or actually black belts in, uh, in Naga tournaments when I was like, well, actually I tapped one, I'm not going to say black belts, but I tapped one when I was like a, I think a three strike white belt with a Achilles lock in a Naga tournament. And after that, my coach was like, you know what, man? You just freaking vicious. Because I went up, I went up a uh, weight class. Well, not, yeah, I went up weight classes in something called absolute, where you compete against all different types of levels. I went against a judo brown belt. I went against this guy that was a black belt. I went against this other guy that was a wrestler. And man, I dominated all of them. And I was, I just had started, and my coach was like, "Man, you know what? You are just freaking vicious. You know what? That's what I'm gonna call you, Mister Vicious, and that's where the nickname come from."
3: Absolute. So, Carolinas, right?
7: Yes, sir. South Carolina, Little River, South Carolina.
3: Okay, that's where I am right now too. In South Carolina. Okay, you. Place. Yeah, yeah. I love it down here, man. I just moved from Massachusetts. What part? I'm in uh, Bluffton. Oh, you. So I'm like. That-
7: I'm low. I'm in the low. I'm in the you're low in the country. country you're in the country, cows and, and lakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, stuff. Why you, know? it's you why stuff. down? There, go down and and, and and you know visit Cherry Grove and visit. Uh, go to North Carolina and visit. Uh, freaking. Well, there's a spot I go to in North Carolina for fishing all the time, man. And it's called. Uh, I can't think of it right now, but I'm pretty sure I think of it whenever I. Uh, whenever the interview.
3: That's what always happens, right? Right when we need it, we need it. We don't have it, but then we hit it up a few, a a little bit later.
7: It's called Sunset Beach. Sunset in North Carolina. Yeah, man. It's you know the beach is there, and uh, and you can also go to Cherry Grove. Just hit the beach up, man. It's getting warmer out, you know. You look like Dana's twin right now. You need a little. (laughs) Need a little little sunshine, you know. Yeah, man. But you're good, (laughs) brother. I can see my reflection right now. (laughs)
3: <laughs> there are so many people who are gonna who are gonna love what you just said right now Um uh, i'm just messing with you man oh no i know it's so no it's hilarious i get i seriously get it all the time like when i get mad and start talking to boss that's I, I get the dana white head wrinkles too like they pop up when i get all fu- when i get all fired up so then i really look like
7: them. maybe y'all are distant cousins
3: <laughs> yeah i just gotta wait till friday and put like 20 burger patties in between like three glazed donuts and, and dude
7: if he interviewed if you interviewed him or he like people wouldn't be able to tell which one is the interview and which one is,
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? Someday, someday. I want that. I want that one-on-one. Keep
7: I want on that praying. one-on-one. Keep on praying and keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate
3: that. So I saw, um, going back to the fight, you train with Philema brothers quite often. And it, I mean, dude, I mean, that is a lot of knowledge and wisdom coming out of that room mm. because both those guys, they have been in the grind for a long time. One's in the UFC, one's in Bellator. One was a cha- just recently, not too long ago, a world champion in Bellator. What has that and been like?
7: Again. And, yeah, and, what and, did you
3: think of the MVP fight?
7: I think, uh, like, honestly, man, like, I know, I know Diego uh, Douglas is better than what he showed in that fight. And uh, he's coming back. He's going to put that belt around his baby boy's waist. And he will be champion again and should he he may be going to the ufc to make some noise there don't say i, I done not hey i didn't say i you didn't hear that from me but it's, as, far, as far as diego man like he's about to fight for his career uh here in in what april i yep. mean he beat the brakes off this guy this guy is was undefeated and came, coming off two losses um and they're just looking past him, think Diego's a step over because he fought Matt Brown and lost to Matt Brown. But like even if he like was the rematch Matt Brown, we would keep, we would get that left hand back up and he would keep marching forward and get that W. Diego is the most determined person that I know. He took that L and came back in there smiling, like, man, stuff happens. I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna stay in the UFC. That man is the most inspirational person I know, really.
3: So how important has just being around those guys and some of the other just mindful individuals in that gym been? How important has that been for your development, just to be able to lean on those guys if if, if you need to ask a question or just just need a little something something from those guys, because like, they've seen it all at this point.
7: Man, that thing has been so man. It's been so big having them in my corner. Like they, like I've said it a million times. Those boys taught me more than just being about being a fighter, but they've taught me how to be a great family man they taught me how to put god first better they taught me how to be humble i remember this kid walked in the gym and asked douglas he was like hey man do you fight and douglas douglas was world champion at the time douglas just walks by and said a little bit and just walks by i'm like bro like kid you don't know who you just talked to and i'm just sitting here thinking like man that's how i want to be and uh yeah, man, those guys taught me a ton, bro. Not just in fighting, but they have taught me a ton in fighting, too, which you're going to see. If Brian if Brian tries to pressure and all that, man, like he's going to run into something. If he tries to move, I'm cutting the ring off smart, swift, technically. Um, If he tries to grab me, he's going to realize I'm a brown belt man doing this for 10 years. So I'm not really worried as far as the fight goes either.
3: Not that you need. I mean, certainly doesn't seem like you need a lot of extra motivation heading into this fight. But this will be the first official fight for you as a dad, right?
7: Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, because when I left the Ultimate Fighter, my son. Uh, when I left to go to the Ultimate Fighter, it was the most painful day of my life because my son was a month old, and that's right. He he. Uh, and that was hard. Getting on a plane leaving and going to vegas i never went, came to vegas before that i never even left man i had only been to south carolina north carolina and georgia that's the only three places places i had been and then i was taking that was my first time riding a plane too but then i get there and i get to this fancy hotel and like they t- they end up taking my phone and cut off all access from my family it put me in a real hostile mindset and uh that was very very hard, cause just like when you have a little cute cuddly baby, you just want to be there for him and hold him and help your your wife. Like I'm not my dad, I'm not about to not be for my son. I'm I. It's like I wanna I want to be there for every moment, but I can't, and it sucks. But it's part of the game.
3: Yeah, what a what a crazy time that must have been, and and just being in that house, not knowing what's happening, and like some fighters grew tremendously from that, others like use it as a chip on their shoulders, and obviously having that motivation there. But now you're home, like you you can see him, you can call him Facetime right before the fight now. So now you have all that you gotta have this all this extra motivation. Like how much how much is being a dad now that you're off the show and and getting ready for this fight? How much has that changed you as an athlete?
7: not only will I be the greatest, but my son is going to be the greatest at whatever he pursues. Whether it be football, basketball, being a comedian, whatever the heck he wants to do, he's going to be the best at it. He's going to see daddy collect world titles. He's going to see many shiny uh, heavy belts that daddy wins by the grace of God. And and I'm talking like this, man, because I'm declaring my faith. This is what faith is all about. You know what I'm saying? Having faith the size of a mustard seed and also my faith is bigger than a mustard seed, and just, just believing, man. I believe, and honestly, I put no doubts in my Lord and Savior, are no limits. So, I mean, I'm just ready, man. I'm ready. I'm, ex- I'm very inspired having my baby looking at me and stuff like, like Daddy, where's the food at? You know, like when he looks up at me, bro, like, and calls me Dad, Dad, smile at me and all that. It's the best feeling I've ever felt in my life. And let's not forget my wife being super supportive and by my side and like like just just the most loving most incredible mother that that's out there bro like it's like she's had kids like other kids before but this is her first kid she's just a natural in everything she does uh, without her i wouldn't be here
3: amazing so how do we uh how do we set the table for these Big, huge goals. You want to be a three-division champion. You want to get there before Henry Cejudo gets there. I love the gusto. How do we get this ball rolling on February 5th against Brian Battle? How do we get this thing done?
7: Man, I'm going against a game opponent. The guy's a good fighter. He's he's tough. He's gritty. Um, He tries that. He has different styles, which I've seen every style he has. He tries to get in people's face sometimes. Of course, people's face that don't thump like me. You know what I'm saying? I've seen him get in people's face that don't got my power. Um, I see, I've see. i seen him move and maneuver around the ring. I've seen him try to grapple. So I know the styles that he's coming with. I've seen him kick. I know how to kick too, though. Um, I've seen everything he knows how to do. And I'm not looking past him, but I'm looking through him. Um, so my next, the next thing that I have to do is just go in there and just be smart. And uh, I ain't going to tell you everything I'm going to do, but I'm fast, man. I'm fast as hell. I'm starting to realize, like, damn, man. When I go, when I spar people, they don't expect it. When I grab people, they don't expect it. And uh, he's he's going to be the same as all my other opponents. He's taking this L. I'm pretty much 5 and though if you count my fights from the show. But truth be, truth be told, like, I was sloppy compared to where I want to be. You know, like, I want to be so much better, bro, than what I showed in the Ultimate Fighter. I like I I go hard on myself every day and it's depressing because all that sacrifice of coming here, bro, like, like, I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to be average in any way. I want to knock out Jake Paul. I want to knock out Canelo. I respect, I respect Jake Paul for bringing money and attention to the sport of boxing, but it's like, like fight a young man like me. But at the end of the day, we ain't going to talk about him because we got Brian ahead of us. You know what I'm saying? In two weeks, he's no pussy. He's nobody to look past. And I'm definitely not looking past him. But like I said, I'm looking through him. I'm going to be victorious in the name of Jesus. Watch God work. Keep watching God work in my life. None of them going to come close. And at the end of the day, I just got to go in there and display that. And I got to show that. And I will. I'm going to be just as calm as I am now in that fight. You're not gonna see no, oh my God. You're not gonna see me freaking out in there, bro. You're gonna see me poised and relaxed until my time comes until I until I find that shot to either put him away or you're gonna see me uh, 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 beating the brakes off of him. You know what I'm saying? Either on the ground or on the feet. I will be victorious.
3: Man, I mean, if anybody knows Probably, if anyone's pictured getting in that octagon, it's—I mean, you—you might have pictured it more than anybody. Nineteen, twenty years, you've been thinking about this. Here we are. You're gonna get walk into that octagon for the very first time in, a, in less than a, in a little over a week's time, as we talk right now. Can I just ask you one it's thing about Jake Paul? Nothing about boxing or fighting or anything, but
7: this the third time I'm getting in the Apex uh, 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 Octagon. That's true.
3: But now you got people. Now you got hundred plus people. You have a crowd cheering for you and stuff. Be a, a little bit of a different experience. Let's go. Uh, I, I what, what, can I just ask what your thoughts about Jake Paul, not as a fighter or a boxer or anything like that, but the guy who's standing up essentially for mixed martial arts, he's trying to get you guys paid. He, he says he believes in it. This is something he wants to do. He uh, just surfaced that he put a whole bunch of money into the Endeavor stock because he wants to be able to change fighter pay within. He wants to make sure you guys are getting paid. Do you believe him? Do you like, do you think he's trying to do this for you guys? Or do you think he's trying to get attention
7: on himself? I mean, it's both the guy wants attention for himself, but at the same time, he's damn right. I mean, it's a damn, like, like, man, I like Dana. He's a good guy. You know, he's business. He's all about business and stuff, but truth be told, you damn right. We deserve more money. You look around and you see these boxers that are low tier boxers getting like $2 million checks, million dollar checks. And we're going in there sacrificing our fucking life. And we're getting way less than that. Brandon Moreno and and Figueroa got paid like two hundred, three hundred thousand, maybe, maybe three hundred, four hundred thousand at the most. And GANU and them got paid like six hundred thousand. And you would think that would be a million dollar fight. And now they're trying to sue Nganu for talking to Drake Pauls, uh, which which Drake Paul would be an idiot to fight Nganu. And, and uh, they're trying to sue the dude for trying to make more money. Like like it's like they just try to own you own your brand and own everything about you and don't want to pay but at the same time it's like fighters got to take it because it's either you want to be there or you don't so it's like we got to take the pay but honestly man i'm breaking the bank when i get there I'm, I'm they ain't gonna have to take that checkbook out same way he did for connor um but even in a bigger way for me because my kids kids gotta eat and you know what god will provide for me like that we're not going to just be blessed here. We're not going to just be rich. We're going to become wealthy through this.
3: I got to say, I am I am blown away, I mean, by a lot of the stuff we talked about, but what Francis Ngannou has been doing is just awe-inspiring. We haven't seen anything like this in MMA, especially in the UFC. We've seen fighters, like, get loud and talk about the system, but what Francis Ngannou is doing right now, everything he had to go through to go into that fight and then get a win on one leg, and now... Now look at the power he has, the, the potential power he has, and maybe it leads exactly, to nothing. I, but
7: it's he amazing. Did, he did exactly what I did on the show. I was on one leg too, and freaking and Ganu, bro, is is definitely like somebody I look up to. You know, like like for all powerful Africans. You know, because let's be real, all Black people are African. You know, like we just don't know what we what. I don't know what country I originate from, but I know that we are African Americans. So that, that's one thing that me and Engano and Izzy and uh Kamaru have in common. Uh it's our African heritage. But I will say this man, that guy is that guy is something else. He's special. Um he showed that he can grapple. He showed that he uh, has sharpened his stand up up and he just took his time in there. He was patient against a guy that is a good pressure fighter, against a guy that has good kicks. Um, so yeah, man, I'm very impressed with what Ngannou has done. He took off, he took like two losses, two, three losses, and then came back and did what he did. I mean, I can't even freaking say anything bad about Ngannou.
3: The man, he's the absolute man right now. And you have your chance to, to etch your name in that book as well. February 5th, taking on Brian Battle, the fight we're supposed to see six months ago. Now we're going to see it at UFC Vegas 47. Treshawn, I got like 5 million more questions for you, but I got to let you go the story will continue on because I'm, I'm sure you're going to be doing a bunch
7: of these and ask away, bro, because honestly, um, you can ask me a couple more questions because I'm enjoying this. I want the people to know what I've been having on my mind. And, uh, I'm glad that, that you are giving me this platform. I, I thank you for doing this and, uh, giving me a shot to talk on, on your show. And, uh, I'm thankful, bro. I'm very thankful. And, uh, man, I'm just ready to just show everybody, bro. I'm, that I'm different, and that, like, I want, everything I've been praying for, I've been watching it just manifest, I literally just been watching my prayers get answered, one by one by one, and man, if you don't know Jesus, man, get to know him, bro, because truth be told, it's the best person that I ever met in my life, and I ain't never met him in person, I ain't never shook his hand, but I can feel him, bro, and uh, y'all are gonna, y'all are gonna feel his spirit with me when I fight. I'm not stepping there by myself. I never do. And uh, I just pray God uses me for his glory to go in there and absolute, not just win, but dominate everywhere and get that knockout. I just pray the Lord uses me to go in there and just be my best. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Just watch God work, man. Don't be shocked when they say and new at 85 and new at 70 and new when I beat Glover. Or whoever is champion at the time. I'm not looking past nobody. I'm not looking past Brian. I'm not, but this has always been my goal. Brian knows that. Which is why it offends me that he talks all, oh yeah, dude's gonna melt and all this, that, and the third, and the second. Like, bro, stop talking out your ass. Because never in that one fight have you seen me break. But we have seen him break. You know what I'm saying? We all we have almost seen his arm get broke. We have seen him knocked out. You know, like so so let's not go there about me breaking or, or, or I'm not Andre, I'm not anybody that he's ever fought. You know, and that's no disrespect to Andre, but I'm not, I'm not them boys. Like, like, and I, and even, and even me saying how he took L's like, like, Lord, forgive me, cause I'm not trying to be some cocky asshole. The only reason he brought that out of me, that mean comment is cause he been a dick in his little interviews, talking, talking all big and bad. You know, which he's supposed to have confidence, but don't, don't like, don't talk down on me and say, I'm not like, pretty much, I'm not shit and sleep on me and sleep on what I am as a fighter. That's what I feel like he's, he's done in one of his interviews I saw. And I was like, damn, I show all this, I show this dude all this love and he says this about me. So no more love, no more love. I'll love him after the, after what's well, going to happen That he's going to wake up with a flashlight in his face and be praying for him and his well being. He going to heal up he going to hell up.
3: And uh, you're, I'm all fired up for this fight. I, I'm jacked up for it. You're getting me all
7: fired bro, up. Bro, you're, fire, you're fired up. I'm ready to fucking get in there, bro, and back up what I'm saying. And at the end of the day, I'm going to take my time and be precise and accurate and fast and technical. And and, and and at the end of the day, bro, I'm just ready to go do it. I'm ready to go do it. I got to do it. I gotta do it, I gotta do it, I gotta do it. And I will. I will. I'm not looking past that guy, but I'm looking through him. I said now and I say it a million times. Like right? and i and I love I love seeing his little cute baby, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm happy for him. And when I, when he takes this L, he gonna go back and he gonna have his little baby in his arm and he gonna be like, Man, you know what? This all that count. At least I still got my baby boy. At least I still got my plaque over there to look at. So he's taking this L though. He is taking this L. So that's all it is to it, man. That's all it is to it is to do it. Jesus is with me, baby. Jesus is with me. Y'all gonna see Philippians 4.13 on my chest when I go in there, tattooed and ingrained on my chest. I got Jesus when he got the day he got crucified between two criminals on my chest. Y'all are gonna see that. And y'all are gonna see him in there with me and get me through this uh, victorious. Just watch God work.
3: I'd ask one more question because I have a feeling this is gonna be kind of a loaded answer. Uh, and if you don't want to share, I totally I'm get sorry it. I'm but... giving
7: you all these long answers too, bro.
3: Oh no, dude! This is this is why I'm. This is a dream right now. This is a dream come true. Just you're guiding everything. This is nice. Can I ask what what happened that got you into juvie? Because I mean, obviously, it was a very huge thing for you because. You getting, I mean, you always were pra- saying your prayers and everything, but this relationship you have with your spirituality and with God now pretty much stemmed from that. So it mu- must've been a huge lesson you learned getting in. And, you know, once you got out, what got you in? And then what kind of
7: triggered this change in you? What got me in is I had no respect for my parents and I would fight every day. Like I had the bad kids calling me bad. You know, like bad kids that had just got suspended. Boy, you bad, you bad. And I'm like, dude, you just got suspended too. Like, I went to alternative school and kept fighting, kept fighting. Um, I had assault and batteries on my record by the age of 15, 16, because I was fighting every day and uh, I had I had distribution charges because I was selling pills and weed in school, and uh, I ended up getting in trouble for that. And then when I got in trouble, I kept fighting because people, like people were like, I, I thought I got locked up. I had to keep fighting because people wanted to try me. So I beat some asses, and then had to stay longer. And then when I got out this whole time I'm in there, I'm sitting there praying like, God, like when I get out, like I pray that you set the path for me. Like, cause I had got to wrestle just a little tiny bit before I went in and like, it's like freaking my hunger just built, built in there, built in there, built in there. I was like 14 and 15, and I wrote down on my journal that I'm gonna be the greatest there ever was, the greatest there ever is, and the greatest there ever will be. Right hand on the Bible, bro. I I I I, I put man. I promise to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is a fact. I wrote, I wrote down in my journal. that I'm gonna be the best there ever was when I was a kid. And I didn't even start training yet. I just had, like I said, them butterflies, man, that itch, that desire to just be the best. And when I got out and started training, it's like, things came, I got my ass beat the first couple of times going with a pro, you know, an older dude that that had me by like six, seven years that was already established, beating everybody's ass in the gym. He got me, He, he got me until I learned the game. Then I started getting him. And, uh, it man, it got I ended up getting kicked out of my old gym because I was hurting people by accident, dazing people. Um I remember I popped the guy's rib out while we was grappling because I just squeezed him a little too hard. Like I just like didn't know my own strength. And I was a twenty year old training for like three years with him and I was like a twenty year old did not know his own strength. He would always be like, Oh man, stop using so much power when you roll and all this. This flow rolling I would I would try, but it's like I can't not use my strength. I was a kid; I didn't know it. Now I know how to. But yeah, man, uh, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I uh, I was mad. Yeah, I was trying to show my mom that I could rebel too. <clears throat> I was trying to show her that I could rebel too. I was trying to show her that I could smoke weed and get high too. And I was also, you know, crying out for attention from my father. Hey, bro, I know how to sell drugs, too, you know? And it's like, I never got it. I was born on his birthday, and I never got a birthday present from him. But it's okay, because my son's not going to have to live like that. And uh, right now, he's back in prison again. Probably not going to get out. And uh, he got caught with, like, 300 grams of down cocaine, 100 grams of heroin, three illegal guns. Like, it's like, bro, when are you going to learn? You're, like, 50-something. Damn. So... At the end of the day, man, I feel like I'm overcoming generational curses by even being a married man and trying to stay focused in my gym and even having these dreams. My grandma before she died, bro, she 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 saw something in me. She saw something in me. Um they said, like, my man that man, they think I'm anointed. My family thinks I I have an anointing on me. And uh a lot of people actually think I have an anointing on my life, which I'm not going to speak on, but yeah. Seems
3: Next like, day. yeah, it seems like this, this is where you were meant to be February 5th. You in that octagon is where you're supposed to be on February 5th. So I believe um, it. Yeah. We look forward to it, man. Thank you so much for, for all the time. It didn't even seem like we were talking for 45 minutes. It seemed like we were talking for like 12 minutes, man. Just we been by.
7: talking that long, bro? Yeah.
3: No Swear to God. Maybe more than that, because you jumped on early, which I appreciate. You jumped on early. Interviews at three thirty. You're on oh, three twenty-seven. Much appreciate. You're
7: cool, man. You're cool, bro. And also, like you interviewing all these fighters, but sometimes you interview yourself, man, and like sit down and talk to yourself and like just. I'm not trying to do this for the camera, bro. This is me. You can ask anybody around. I got a, my last video on Instagram was motivational video. I love to inspire people, bro, like you got a great demeanor, man. But I feel like sometimes you're so worked up, and you work so much. And you go so hard, sometimes you find yourself burned out or a little depressed every now and then, bro. Don't allow that to happen, man. Like you you need to sometimes go in that bathroom and chill, ignore calls. I mean, cause bro, like you're gonna be your own boss in big, bigger ways than what you see right now. You're gonna be the area area Hawaii of the sport. You need to go write down your vision and make it plain. And you need to just keep believing and stay prayed up, man. You know, like you're going to do this. You're going to be greater than what you are now. You already are great. And I just want you with this conversation, man, to just keep your head up, bro, and don't get burned out. The are interviewing all these other people, man, but you got your own life too. You got your own family too. So ultimately, man, sometimes relax and talk to God, man, when you need it. And don't think he not listening to you because he, he hears you loud and clear. He sees the tears you shed when nobody else can see it. So please just do me a favor, man, and just, keep your head up and sometimes learn to take a break and just take a breather man and t- get you some water and chill for a second
3: like i like where your head's at i like where your head's at a lot i actually right after this i gotta go coach my kids basketball game
7: so it doesn't exactly. stop man the grind
3: no never breaks. stops Sean
7: you don't have no breaks bro and like that's what god put in my spirit to tell you that you just need to you need to freaking like relax a little bit man like lit like you got your own life too bro like that stuff burn you out, man. Have you freaking not wanting to live? Like, and people not hearing, seeing those inside thoughts that you have. They just see the smile on the outside, but they don't feel the pain that you feel. Like, so I, I'm not saying you're depressed and that you're in a bad place, but I guess don't allow yourself to get there by getting burned out, bro. Like, relax. You deserve a break sometimes, dude. There's nothing wrong with it.
3: I appreciate that. I am going to tell my bosses exactly what you said. How about that? How about that? Treshawn <laughs> approved. Treshawn approved.
7: Tell him, bro, seriously. I don't will. let them don't let them burn you out because they're your bosses now for now, but soon you're going to be your own fucking boss. I appreciate that, man. All the
3: best to you the rest of this camp. All the best to you on Fight Week, and uh, we'll see you next Saturday inside that Octagon,
7: man. Looking forward to it. Man, by the way, shout out to, to Bully X Kendall. Shout out to Ferguson Law Firm. Shout out to, my, to Triad Mechanical, baby. Uh, shout out to Barb Orthopedics. And shout out to uh, I, I don't know if I said it or not, Bully X Kennels. And uh man, I, I I had to give a shout out to the squad because without them, like man, things wouldn't be going as smoothly as they are. um Thank you, Barber, for doing that surgery for me. Thank you, Baxter Trium Mechanical, for like being by my side ever since we got here. Thank you, Bully X Kennels, for my boy Jax, who's a, who's an Excel Bully, worked down there ten fifteen thousand dollars, like. Man, I'm I'm freaking grateful. Thank you, my brother Jason Ferguson, Ferguson Law Firm, for, for being by my side and sticking by me uh through thick and thin. And uh and I just I just wanna I just wanna say thank you, man, to my whole I don't know if you can still hear me. Can you still hear me? I can hear you, yep. I just wanna give a shout out, man, to my whole team, American top team team Lima um america i wouldn't be where i'm at without american top team team limit. and soon we're going to be just as big as the part the the german coconut creek florida and we're going to be bigger than albuquerque they all going to be coming from around the world to train with us so thank you for your time brother
2: you're listening to the vox media podcast network
1: bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co/bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More
4: to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business
1: has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot.